Hello and welcome to the Ghoul Squad Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Ghoul Squad Podcast. I'm Keegan Preslak. I am Eric Hoff. And this is a horror podcast where two buddies in the middle of nowhere get together, hopefully once a century, and talk horror movies. That is correct. Yes, hello, Eric. How are, and hello, everybody out there in Ghoul Squad land. It's been a minute. Yes, I think uh, April yeah, may I think, have been our last I episode. Think so. and, and we're about to move into uh, September. Yes, yeah, it was our uh, Evil Dead Rise episode, so that should yeah. tell you how long ago that was. Mm-hmm. It's, it almost feels like last year at this point. I was fucking busy. I guess we don't need to do excuses. We're back. Yeah, we do this we, every time. Like we we came up with a pretty good idea for this episode. Yes, uh, Eric. Like, what are we doing this episode? I, I don't know if this is concrete or this is just a tentative title, but uh, we came up with this idea called "Classics That We've Missed." And Keegan and I discuss, you know, what are some horror films that we should have seen and that we haven't. And so for this episode, we're going to talk about uh, Francis Ford Coppola's 1992 Dracula. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I know it sounds kind of weird, but so uh, I might as well explain why we did this. Eric and I were kind of like, well, we could review, you know, a new horror movie. We could wait. We could do a list. And I can't remember if it was me or you, but one of us was like, well, what about, and I think you had said something else, uh, but it triggered me to think about, I was like, well, what about like classics we've missed yeah uh, i thought it's a great idea and i was like i feel like there's a few but i was like the biggest stipulation here is it has to be one that neither of us have seen correct and then um okay so last voyage of the demeter was on the horizon at this time which, yes this and we, we were thinking good old carlsbad allen theater would get it yeah you you were like if we get it and i was like <laughs> If we get it, right. it's a universal release. Yeah, you're like, well, why are you so sure? I was like, it's universal. We'll for sure get it. And and guess what fucking Allen Theater does? Not. <laughs> they kept Sound of, Sound of Freedom for the 15th week, da. Yeah. And uh, so we didn't get Last Voyage of the Demeter. So that kind of threw a wrench in our plan. Right. Because when we brought this up, I was like, hey, let's do Bram Stoker's Dracula. Right. We, we kind of had this like vampire theme idea. We right. Could, we could talk Demeter. Uh, a couple, like maybe a month or two ago, I got a copy of uh, Shadow of the Vampire from off eBay. I thought, ooh, I, we could watch that. Uh, the latest Vestron release was My Best Friends of Vampires. So I was all stoked about these vampire films that we could watch. And then guess what? I didn't see a single one of those fucking films. <laughs> How quickly this grandiose idea fell apart in it, front of us. To nothing, yes. Yeah, so yes. like uh, the idea here, and I did see Last Voyage of the Demeter, so I will talk it. Um, the idea here was when we, when we brought up the, the classics we missed, I was like, well, you know what? I've never seen Bram Stoker's Dracula neither is Eric. And I was like, when we get last voyage of the Demeter, the whole point of this film is that it's a chapter from that original book. Right. And I was like, I've never seen Bram Stoker's Dracula, but, uh, from now on, let's just call it Dracula. Yes. That way we don't have to say the whole thing. We are talking about Bram Stoker's Dracula. Right. Um, 92 Dracula. So I've never seen this film, but I was like, I'm pretty sure it references that chapter in the book. So I feel like it would tie in. We'll do like a like a split review of Last Voyage of the Demeter and Bram Stoker's Dracula. Right. And I was like, it'll. And then Eric's like, and I could watch these other vampire movies I've never seen. I was like, oh, this is great. 
Then Eric didn't even see Last Voyage of the Demeter, nope. which which is fine. We didn't get it. Right. Um, I drove to Roswell, New Mexico. Shout out to the aliens. Uh, the to to see it and. Uh, then we didn't, yeah. So, and here we are. We're a little bit late, but we're here. That, that, that's what we're doing this episode. Uh, correct me if if I'm wrong. Today is Monday, August the 28th, and Demeter comes out on PVOD tomorrow, Tuesday the 29th. Oh, does it? I was hoping you would know for sure. Oh, I hope so. That'd be great. I was like, that's something I can look forward to on Sunday. Yeah, I, I really like uh, Ben and Saber, my brother and his wife, which I'll also uh, talk about in a minute. But I'm excited to hear you talk it. Yeah, since I, w- I don't know anything about it. What was funny was when I watched Dracula, I was like, oh, I'm getting my little Demeter. Taste. Uh, taste right now. Right. right. So I watched uh, Dracula first as well um, before I saw Demeter. And I was like, oh, there it is. Can like, I say some real dumb fucking shit right now? Sure, Doc. Like, At the it, top of the pod, yeah. this is the best place to do yeah, it. If there's any like hardcore horror heads listening to us right now, you'll probably just turn it off because I'm about to say something that ignorant. I feel like Dracula helped me understand other Dracula iterations. Okay. It was like, because I've seen other iterations, and it was like, I didn't know why they were doing what they were doing in those films. And then to see it done in this film, which isn't an original adaptation, I was just like, oh, these, these characters make more sense to me now. Yeah, I mean, I feel that watching, and I guess we'll get into that, but this film, uh, Dracula, I I felt similar. I was like, uh, basically, it was so expansive Mm. that I felt like it was showing me uh, stuff I didn't know. I guess Eric and I should say, and he can speak for himself, I guess I'm not that well-versed on Dracula. I found that out here. And so if you're like a Dracula old head, uh, Eric and I are essentially fake fans. Right. And um, I guess a little tease here. I think I found out why, because I don't really like Dracula. Hmm. And I'm not sure that it started to make me reevaluate, are there really that many good vampire movies? Oh, interesting. Um, Now, we did that topic fucking when the podcast started in like 2016 or something. But... um, yeah, I just I don't like that many. There's probably so you're, not, you're not a fan of the subgenre. Is that what you're saying? Now? Not really. Now, of okay. course, you know there's things like Lost Boys or Near Dark, um, movies that are fucking incredible. Habit, uh, Habit, uh, fucking Martin. Martin. Um, there are good movies in the subgenre, but it does not feel like a genre that's like super wide. I feel like there's probably ten that I could think of that I like. What We Do in the Shadows is a great example, but that's making fun of it. Right. So, anyways, we'll get to all that. But, uh, yeah, so that's what we're doing on this episode? Yes. Uh, you briefly mentioned, like, you felt like Dracula was expansive. And I agree with that. Like, you, too, also felt like you were learned yes. to the character. Yeah, uh, another and, word I was thinking was comprehensive. Like, comprehensive. I felt like it okay. encapsulated everything about Dracula in two and a half fucking hours. Well, no, no, no. That's just what I was going to say. It's only two hours. Oh, wow. And that's excellent that it is this kind of big film, but it's like a very reasonable runtime. Yeah. Yeah. I, we'll we'll so get I to like that. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yes. Um, but yeah, so I mean, we'll, th- th- that's our idea for the topic. But again, always remember, we're going to talk a bunch of other shit before that. Right. What we've um, been watching. So if that doesn't sound exciting, also, I will save Last Voyage of the Demeter uh, for a little bit. So that's like kind of my dual review. Uh, I'll do that because Eric was not able to see it. No. Uh, I will talk it here in a bit. So uh, before we get to all that, Eric, we, like I always do, uh, 
I would like to ask you how you doing. How's it? How you been the last three months? We 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 got through the whole summer without an episode. Uh, work has been kicking my ass. Really? Nah. We are wildly short staffed. Oh. It's fucking hot as fuck. <laughs> so I've been having to work my days off, da. Ugh, this da. Thursday will be. And we don't like to work in general. True. This right, Thursday yeah. will be my third week in a row to work my day off, da. And to work six days and just get one off, da. I want to fucking quit. Yeah. But I don't horrible. know where I would go. To hell no. Um, I'm already there. <laughs> nice. Thing. Yeah. It's a good one, um, what about you, Keegan? How are you doing? Well, I'm doing good, Eric. You know, still my, my job's relatively the same. Okay. You know, so I I don't feel like there, you know, there's really ever a lot to say there other than that it's just fucking hot. Like this hmm. summer, uh, we live in New Mexico and uh, while it is a dry heat, so don't yell at us, we understand it's a dry heat where we live. Uh, it was like 110 a lot and 108 hmm. like all the way to August and uh, it was unbearably fucking hot. So uh fuck uh climate change and the sun uh when i was skating yesterday uh, i was trying to get a clip my my the plan i always have and it has been for years is i always want to make a new skate part right yeah always. and you know and it hasn't <laughs> happened easy for several years eric Costin. yeah and uh yesterday i'm at the carlsbad library dot and i'm trying this trick over and over and over and over and over dot and i was fucking drenched dot. even my pants when i got home were just soaked from fucking sweat and guess what I didn't fucking get the clip. But at least you're working out and trying. I'm trying. Yeah. 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 I mean, you've got to be burning so many calories doing that. And you know what? And then on top of that, I'm going back to work for a sec. Uh, Back in February, we had these people in the office that watched our routes. And the idea was to see, are they going past eight hours? The idea is when we clock in, when we put our mail in order, when we load our trucks, when we go deliver the mail, when we get back. Eric works for the Postal Reserve. Go ahead. Right. That's eight hours. Okay. So a lot of these, a lot of the routes are, are over eight hours. So a lot of routes got cut. Yeah. And so what was exciting was my, my route was found to be over eight hours, you know? So I'm all excited because I'm getting a shorter route, but the, the streets they took off of me and then the streets they added to me are more walkie. And yeah. I'm like, God fucking damn it. I was hoping you're going to take walking away from That's me. That's tough. Dad. I yeah. remember one time on this, you called it a walking route. Yes. And that alone just, uh, that sounds, uh, in, in the summer heat here, mm-hmm. I would die. I would die. You need, do you have the, you, you need to get those little fans that you can put on your neck. Uh, people love asking me, that thing got an air conditioner? Does it not? Does no, that? no, it doesn't. There's a little fan that blows hot heat. Ugh, or did you bring me a big check? It's almost as if like you need, uh, they, they need more money to operate their uh, entire operation. But you know, listen. Or, this isn't the t- time or place. Or you can keep the bills. Every motherfucker wants to tell me that. <sighs> you could keep the junk mail. <laughs> Don't deliver the junk mail. Yep, That's yep. everybody talks here where we're mm-hmm. from. Uh, every single person, including us. Uh, this, what we're doing, we're putting on a fake voice for Correct. this. Correct. If right. we if we didn't, we'd sound like this we're, all the we're time. We're masking right? our actions. Yeah, we're masking it. Down. Um, anyway, so I'll just quickly try to run down my insane summer. Uh, part of why we didn't record is I was a globe-trotting psychopath. Yeah, Kiki went on a cruise. <laughs> I did. I went on a, a seven-day uh, cruise to the I, I don't Bahamas. Even, I, I don't even know. I was insane. I went to the Caribbean okay. and I went to the U.S. Virgin Islands, a place called Saint Thomas, and uh, this is on Royal Caribbean. I went on the biggest cruise ship in the world right now, uh, the Wonder of the Seas. 
And I was fucking incredible. Uh, I won't go on, but it was incredible. Uh, I had a unlimited drink package. Mm. And so uh, I went with Lucas and Danelle, shout out. I was originally going to go with my brother and his wife, but they got pregnant, so they couldn't go. Shout out to them. And uh, so I ended up just kind of third wheeling with Lucas and Danelle, and it was, man, it, it was worth every penny. It was it was pretty expensive, but at the same time, like, you just walk around this giant ship, and you just... Was there, like, activities to do on the ship? There was. Like mini golf or something? There was. Was There's, there a gym? There was. Okay. I did not uh, even see the gym, duh. <laughs> Uh, step foot in the gym. Yeah, okay. I remember. I remember when we were booking I, it. I guess when I say gym, I don't mean workout. I'm thinking like basketball court. Yeah, there actually was. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's like a giant slide. There's water slides. So, and and the most important thing to know is there's a giant casino at the bottom of the ship, mm. and it's open till like fucking six a.m. So we started. We uh, ended. Sounds fun. Yeah, and they have, the bar is in there, and you. We ended every night at the casino. Um, Did you win anything? I won and then lost and then won and then lost. And then I ultimately just kind of ended up zero. Okay. But uh, Lucas and Danelle, especially uh, his now fiance, Danelle, shout out. Uh, she won like a fuck ton of money on slots, which really? I've never seen done in my life. Damn. And uh, I even tried to use her method. I was like, you take my $20 and you play. She puts it in, drains it, gone, $20. She'll put a $20 and she won like 300 bucks Damn. on $20 a few times. Um, they started like paying their cruise bill off with the casino winnings. I'm like, Jesus. they're going to fucking kick us out of here. They're going to fleece us. Right. Uh, but anyway, ask you to go into the back room. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was just absolutely incredible trip. And then when we got back, this was out of Orlando. Uh, we did three days Disney world. So I went to, you know, the star Wars shit, uh, galaxy's edge. And yeah, I mean, I'll just sort of wrap, you know, this part up with, it was a lot and apparently it was like the hottest uh, heat wave that Florida has ever seen in the last 60 years. Mm. Um, so it's always hot and steamy in Florida. We know that. But uh, this was 95 with like 80% humidity. And I guess like on the heat index, that's like 120 or something. It was fucking unbearable though. Damn. <laughs> like Disney, I love it. I love going to Disneyland is better. But um, it was like, it was so hot. It was almost like, you know what? Fuck it. Don't go. If it's, if it's the middle of summer, do not go to Disney world. Like it's not worth it. But, but I say all that. It was awesome. You had a blast. I got to take a picture with uh man, the Mandalorian. Okay. Took a picture with Ray shout out, you know, gave her my number. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, cause it was the real Daisy yeah. Ridley, right? No? <laughs> yeah. She was there. Um, but no, I mean, it was just, it, it was an insane trip. And then I got back and, uh, same person, Lucas had his bachelor party. He's getting married, and I had to drive to Moab, Utah. I've never even heard of fucking Moab, Utah, dog. Uh, you and I both thought, no, I have. Uh, it's 12 hours away from here. So, like, I get back, I work, I got to go there. That sounds tough. <laughs> it was it was a grind, but, you know, shout out to Lucas. He'll probably listen to this at some point. We had, we had a fucking blast there, too, but it was a lot. Like, I'm not even going to fucking lie. It was a lot. And so, finally, all that finishes, I get back. Right. So now it's July like 20th or something. I'm like reeling from all this traveling. And then boom, my brother has his baby. So, hey, uh, my brother had his baby. He's a healthy young boy. Okay. And his name is Luke. Uh, not from the Bible. Now you're the big unk, huh? Yep. I'm, uh, I'm the, I'm Kigi, uh, the drunk uncle. I, I wear it from proud. experience, Da. I am speaking from experience, Da. No, me. No, I know, no. I enjoyed being an uncle. 
Yeah, tell me why you love being Uncle Da. You've said because this. Because Da, you hang out with him for like one, two hours, and then you give him the peace sign. Yeah. That's, and you I'm, go separate ways. I'm most excited about that. Like, I'll be like, <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll hang out, and then later. Yep, exactly. We watch TV yeah. or skate or something. He just left for uh, Las Cruces uh, to attend uh, NMSU. Uh, and I miss Your nephew? My nephew. Yeah. yeah uh, so shout out to crazy. NMSU. No, that's, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm single right now. Shout out to uh, – uh, all the ladies, all the single ladies, <laughs> all the single ladies. Um, I don't know if I'm going to have kids, you know, I'm 32. We don't have to get into that, but, uh, it's exciting. My brother just had his first baby. So, uh, it's kind of like a side experience. Like I'm experiencing it with them. Uh, but like you said, ultimately when they're changing his diaper and feeding him every three hours, I just go home. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. So it's great. So you're like, peace. Yeah. Later. Uh, of course, I'm sure I will uh, babysit and do all these things later, but we'll worry about that in a few years. Yep. yep. Uh, but anyway, shout out to them. Congrats, uh, Luke Ronald Preslak. That's my guy. Shout out. Is Ronald your father's name? It is. Okay. It's also my middle name. Okay. Uh, oh, have I ever said that? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it might be a little news here on the po- <laughs> on the podcast. That might be even news to me, though. My middle name is Ronald. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Doc. Ronald McDonald. Go ahead. I didn't have anything, Doc. Uh, what's your middle name, Doc? Cruz. I know that. C R U Z. Yes. Named after my grandfather. Named after De La Cruz. No. Oscar De La Hoya. Negative. Okay. Prognosis. Negative. Okay. Uh, I think that fucking might sum all this shit up. Yeah. It's been hot, and you traveled. Correct. Uh, for me, I've been hot, and I've worked a lot. Yes, and I think now, like, let's just. We should probably just get to movies. Oh, and I forgot to comb my hair. Uh, you look great, Doc. You don't need to uh, put on for me. Uh, do, do you say we get to movies, Eric? I say we get to movies. Okay. Oh, I have one last thing. I should have started with this. Correction. Beep, 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 beep. Correction from last uh, episode. I I completely fucked up a shout-out for our review. Uh, shout-out to Jay, Jay Bird, uh, in Crucis as well. This is not who wrote our review. I'm an idiot. Um, the person that wrote our review is Josh Cortez. Uh, so anyway, shout out Josh Cortez. He said he listened to all our episodes. I read the review on the last episode and completely cut like a fucking idiot, Eric. Obliterated it. I was like, oh, this is so-and-so. And I'm blah, 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 from Best Buy. And shout out to him too, by the way. What's up, bro? May uh, I ask how you discovered you were wrong? I... <laughs> I want to say I saw his Instagram, like he posted something and I was like, hey, just so you know, I think I completely fucked up who you are because uh, I think I figured it out after mm. I was editing it, but I left it in because it was, it was good, you know, show so, content. So you manned up, huh? Correct. Uh, and he's like, no, it's, it's cool. It's funny. He, he heard it and thought it was oh. funny. So Josh Cortez, here's your extra shout out, bro. Thank you so much for that review. Anyone else that can leave a iTunes review? Uh, that's showing our age, Eric. It's not even called iTunes. Mm. Um, but if you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I'm the guy that still buys albums I'm from the guy. Apple Music. Yeah. Shout from, out. From the iTunes store? Is that what it's called? It, it, the music is still called the iTunes store. Okay. But the thing is, you don't even leave a review on iTunes anymore. You leave a review through Apple Podcasts. So I guess that's why I'm saying... We sound old because that's not even where you leave a review. On that note, shout out, Josh. We really appreciate you for listening, uh, and thanks for your review. Yep. So, Eric. Yeah. Movies. Movies. Okay. I have a little thing here. Okay. Before we do movies, like what we... I guess I should say it's now time for what we've been watching. It's now time for what we've been watching. 
Is it, let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. To get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Yes, Eric, that is what it was. Yes. Uh, we're now in <laughs> what we've been watching segment of the podcast. Um, I would, I, I'm tempted to make you talk because I've talked too much, but I think we can both talk. Okay. So I'd like you to start on these. I have a rundown. We're going to do three films. Oh, shit. Yeah. They're a long time ago, and Eric's favorite thing to say is he doesn't remember them. Okay. So this is true. I've designed a little section here in the, what we've been watching. I, I just wrote rundown in my notes. Oh, shit. Oh, we're going to talk about the rock movie, The Rundown? Correct, with okay. uh, Sean William Scott. Let's do it. So. I have three movies. Okay. We just need to say little blurbs. Little blurbs. Big blurbs, tiny blurbs, any blurbs. Okay. Uh, Eric. Yes. Insidious the Red Door. Oh, shit. You are kidding when you say E-Dog doesn't remember this. You know what, dude? I was super on board with the film uh, when it started. So, um, uh, This I, is Insidious 5. Correct. I don't, I don't know if I've seen three or four. The last one I watched was with you was The Skeleton Key. Uh, was That's four. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I, I guess I have seen all the Insidiouses. Yeah. That was uh, called Insidious: The Last Key. Right. So now Patrick Wilson, uh, what's the wife? Rose Byrne. Rose Byrne. Right. They have separated, and uh, their their son, who I believe is the same actor, even yes. like the original ones. Uh, I think it's. Dude, I might fuck this up. It might be Ty Simpkins. That sounds from right. uh, Jurassic World. That sounds right. Uh, he's he's going off to college. And the idea is their relationship has been shit and uh, they're not sure why. And we later learn it's because they've suppressed their memories of uh, the further. And I was super on board with the family dynamic. I was like buying into they're no longer getting along. They're trying to make it better. Patrick Wilson is trying to seek uh, father, son, uh, relationship issues. Right. I was going to say like, he starts seeing like a therapist for like his mental health. Um, I was I was totally on for all that, and where it kind of lost me was when the paranormal shit started happening. That's when I kind of stopped, uh, started losing it. Yeah. So what about for you, Keegan? I completely agree. I I ultimately really liked it. Okay. But I didn't think it was scary, like at all. Mm. For an insidious film, you know, James Wan started this whole like he restarted like the haunted house and you know demon possession genre with Insidious and then The Conjuring. And he created, like, I always call them, like, these Boo Factory movies where it's, like, jump scares and crazy shit and cool camera work. And, you know, for Insidious 5 to come out and just not really be scary at all. Like, I I went and saw it in the theater, sat right in front of the screen. It was loud as fuck. There are, like, sequences of, you know, scary stuff. But Mm. it just, the scary stuff fell completely flat for me except for, like, one jump scare. And... Uh, but you know, I was kind of reevaluating when I left the the movie. I was like, 
does it have to have that stuff for me to like it? You know, I did like the things you were talking about, which is like the father son relationship and stuff. Okay. So, and I thought Patrick Wilson was really good in it. It was cool to see the kid back. I love Rose Byrne. I'll see her in any movie. Uh, so I liked the movie, but I ultimately left. I was like, damn, like how could you make an insidious movie? Not scary. Right. Um, I, I hated how they made the lipstick demon not look like the lipstick demon. And also there's like moments of like in the original insidious where we see like other people that are in the further. And I feel like that wasn't in this film either. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Um, I just feel like it was just all around. Like maybe it was an extremely cheap shoot mm. and, we're kind of wanting the film to be, I don't want to say bigger, but like, you know, okay, more people. Scarier. Yeah, I don't know. It just felt like they go in the further and they're just like sort of on a soundstage with, you know, fog and light. And he's, you know, lipstick demons in there, but I don't, something about him. It's not necessarily his look. I get what you're saying. Mm. Something about him just didn't like, I wasn't scared of him. Gotcha. And I, I mean, he's terrifying in the first movie. It was like, but that's filmmaking. Like, that's James Wan editing, camera work, and filmmaking. So I feel bad because I feel like Patrick Wilson made a really cool movie, but ultimately just like, eh. Right. I don't know. He had, I, some, he had some big shoes to fill. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Lee Winnell made a scarier movie. I think he made the fourth movie. Did he? Um, yeah. But I still liked it. Like I left, I was like, fuck, that was good. But I wasn't like, fuck yeah. Uh, I, I I left pretty uh, underwhelmed. Yeah. yeah, I totally get that because I was I felt the same, but I ultimately was like I kind of convinced myself I liked it. So oh. I know what you mean. Gotcha. Okay, that was Insidious Red Door. Right. Okay. Right. Ne- next one is the third one. I realize you probably haven't seen. So the next one is a movie you're gonna say I don't remember that. Duh. This is uh, Rob Savage's The Boogeyman. Oh, that's even further away. Right. And again, we haven't recorded. Um, I can <laughs> yeah. start. Go ahead. We watched this one together, but we walked in a little late. Yes. I fucking really like this movie. Hmm. Uh, it's not much, it's right? Not. It's not. It's cheap. It was originally made for Hulu. Uh, I didn't know that. It, you know, it's not much. I mean, I feel like that's a great way to explain it. Like, you know, Barbarian is much, hmm. right? The movie's like 5,000 fucking things going 100 miles an hour. Hell, even Evil Dead Rise. It has so many fucking set pieces and crazy effects and sequences. This film doesn't have a lot. It's, you know, ultimately really small in a house. The mo- You don't see the monster a lot. But I don't know. I mean, this was way... By the way, this is not that scary. Hmm. Way scarier than Insidious Red Door. I mean, that movie's basically not scary. And this has much better, much tighter sequences. And yeah, I mean, it has uh, Sophie Thatcher from uh, Yellow Jackets. And I like her because I love Yellow Jackets. Shout out. Um, it also has the little girl was uh, Leia. Sh- uh, spoilers. Uh-huh. Leia in uh, the Obi-Wan show. Uh-huh. Uh, if you're a Star Wars fan, and you haven't seen that. Sorry for the spoiler. but So, and then Chris Messina is the dad. I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. Now, listen, Eric, this is a movie. It's going to be like my number eight or nine. Oh, damn. So it's not like I thought it was the greatest movie ever. I just really liked it. I, I really bought into it. I liked it. I, the filmmaking is solid as fuck. It's just not that crazy. I feel like there are good. I'm going to describe the jump scares as set pieces, but I think I may be getting a little tired of that. Uh, custom sure 
it's just like uh and it's almost not even advancing the story as much as just like we're gonna put two people in a room we're gonna have some build up something scary is gonna happen to him and then we're gonna do that again in 10 minutes sure and i guess i'm a little over that and i feel yeah. like that's what the boogeyman was i could i can't defend that in any way i agree that's what it is but i felt like the film it was trying to be i thought it was super solid like I like this way more than Insidious Threaddoor. Uh, just just an, as an example of a movie that I liked but didn't like that much, I really liked this. Um, they're putting it out on Blu-ray, and I was frustrated because they're not putting it out on 4K. But uh, yeah, I want to buy it. Like I liked it that much. Now I like the, the Boogeyman more than Insidious Five. Yeah, I'm, that's good. Uh, it kind of reminds me of uh, a movie everybody hated. So this doesn't count because everybody hated this movie. Another movie I felt like this about that everybody hated was the Pet Cemetery remake. Oh, uh, I liked that movie like quite a bit. I left and never thought, "Oh, this sucked." Like never thought that. Thought, man, that was pretty fucking good. Walked out, looked, and everybody's like, "It's a fucking piece of shit. What an abomination!" I was like, "Wow!" Like I had a completely different reaction. I have that movie on 4K because oh, yeah. I liked it. And are we getting part two straight to Paramount Plus? Yes. Uh, this year yeah which i find odd because no one liked that movie right um uh, but well, well they need streaming content da um can i use your bathroom da yes da i got a shit uh-oh yep shit break you got toilet paper in there yeah i do da. yeah oh hey you okay oh, damn enchiladas oh you gonna be all right Okay, we're back from Eric's uh, shit break. Uh, I just destroyed your toilet, dog. Yes, Don, that's okay. Uh, Eric and I ate Taco Bell right before we hit record. And you know, how many times have we recorded? And We always eat Taco Bell before. And it's never been a problem. It's First usually, time for everything. It's usually a few hours later. But uh, yeah, so we're going to be... We were talking Boogeyman. I liked it a lot. I wish they were putting out a 4K. Eric liked it, but didn't love it. Correct. Right? I, I'm, I'm a sucker for... This is a bit of a spoiler for the boogeyman. That idea of when characters finally learn and they grow to let go of the past. And I kind of feel like that's what boogeyman's like ultimate message was that I liked. Yeah. And you know, the film is largely about grief and losing a loved one. So I liked it for those aspects. I always like movies about loss. Um, And yeah, I just thought the cast was charming and good. So anyways, boogeyman, I liked Eric didn't love, but liked Mm -hmm. And uh, that's the boogeyman. Mm-hmm. Uh, the final thing on this rundown is I wanted to mention I saw the Meg too. You're not. We're not going to do talk to me. We are. We're going to oh. do that next. Oh, it's not, we, we haven't even got to oh, it yet. Oh. Uh, I just wanted to say that I saw. It's actually called Meg Two: The, the Trench. trench. Yeah. Uh, and it sucks. I want to watch it. And Ben Wheatley directed it. Mm-hmm. And you know Ben Wheatley made Kill List and Sightseers and uh, Kill uh, Free Fire. Mm-hmm. and uh high rise a field in england and he made this just like piece of junk and the thing is is like you go see it thinking you're going to get a bunch of shark action right and there's not until like the last 20 30 minutes what about it seems like there's other like big right. animals in the ocean is there that so that's what i was most excited for and there's just one like oh. a giant squid it's in right. the trailer right uh, and that's cool like i was excited for that but it's just so brief Oh, bummer. You spend the whole movie in the trench in a facility. Uh, and I was like, and there's really no sharks involved until like the final 30 minutes. Mm. So, oh, uh, it's the film. 
Don't say two hours, duh. 95 minutes? And 100 minutes? Okay. I it, can handle that. I'll tell you this. It felt like three hours sitting in that facility <laughs> at the bottom. Yeah, so I'll never watch this movie again. Fuck okay. the Meg 2 or Meg 2 the Trench. So that was our little rundown. We just wanted to go through those. But but what I wanted to get to is our big movie that we saw. Uh, why don't you start? Uh, we saw Talk, Talk to, to Me. Me. Yes. This is like the big movie of the summer, the end of the summer, the big movie that came out. And... Eric and I drove to see it. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, Eric. That was I my want, last day I've had off, though. That sucks, Doc. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I got to tell not, you. Not counting a Sunday. I got to tell you, I, you know, we saw it. We discussed it. We talked things at the time. I have not stopped thinking about that movie since we saw it. So, Eric, what did you think of Talk to Me, you know, in the few weeks after we've seen it? I think it fucking rolls. I do, too. Yeah. I want to see it again. Mm. It's funny because when we when we saw Talk to Me, I was telling you the things that I, you know, the, there's there's two different things that happen when you see a movie. One is the things you thought it was going to do, your expectations, and then what it did. And remember when we left, I was kind of like, well, I, w- I wanted them to do this. I thought it was going to be this. And then, of course, in the weeks later, I'm like, well, it was a low-budget movie. I wasn't thinking that. And I'd just been thinking more and more of the imagery and just sort of what it was about. Um, but I'd like you to talk on the movie first just i i'm i think it's fucking gangbusters da like i i haven't stopped thinking about it i cannot wait to see it again i don't think i saw like a trailer or anything i didn't like i went in pretty cold uh to this film other than like if i was scrolling on instagram and like a sponsored reel would pop up and it'd be like this is the scariest movie of the summer they really wanted to get those uh Gen Zers. Right. So And they apparently did. It's made like fifty million dollars. Oh right, yeah. That's that that's good news. Great and, news. and we're even getting a sequel talk the number two to me. Yeah. I fucked that up. Talk to me is basically what it's called, right? Okay. Yeah. Uh so if the film tells us I missed it, but these teens have a, a severed arm. And there's one point where one says that maybe it belonged to a Satanist. Another one says maybe it belonged to a, like a fortune seer, a, a, a sightseer. And um, whenever you hold the hand, uh, you see a ghost or a, a, an entity, a yeah. spirit. And uh, you say, talk to me and it possesses you. Well, and then you say, I'll let you in. I'll let you in, right. And so they light a candle when they do this, and you learn that it's like a euphoric feeling. It's right. Like, it's like a high for them. It, it's kind of like something to do at a party. It's like there's a, there's a, yeah. there's a montage where it's like all of them trying it out and just having one fun. Of the, one of the best like scenes, editing, move, like scenes I've seen in a movie in a long time, that, that scene where they all do it. Right, the party. Um you know, okay, slight spoilers, not spoil, but slight. If you don't want to know anything about Talk to Me, just skip ahead. But uh, yeah, the film, I just wanted to speak to that because it really is like an allegory for, you know, drug use mm. and uh, addiction that creeps in when you need like to fill something in your life because of loss. Right. Yeah. So, but they do all that through this, like, it's just crazy. They do that. Not like, oh, I'm drinking, I'm smoking, you know, meth or whatever. Right. They're, they're speaking they, to the dead. Yeah. With this hand and this whole mechanic, the, all these mechanics that go with the hand where it's like what you were about to get to, like you have to pull the candle out within a certain amount of minutes. Right. right. They only have 90 seconds or otherwise I guess you can be fully 
uh, possessed. Right. And so I guess kind of where the action of the film kicks in is that our, our main character, she recently lost her mother to an accidental suicide. And this has put a strain on her and her father. And... Uh, her best friend's little brother, he's at this party and he's seen every this good time everybody's having that he wants to do it. And the sister's like, no, uh, you can't do it. She leaves the room. The best friend decides, okay, let's do it. And you think the spirit that is speaking through the young boy is the mother that the girl has just lost. Right. And so he, I guess, becomes possessed and I, I, you might stop there. Okay. Well, I just want to just go a little okay, further. Right, right. I just want to go a little further. It becomes violent. Yes. And it becomes to me, in my opinion, violent to the point where I was having like a physical reaction to the film. Like I felt myself like twitching in the seat because of like what was happening on screen. Yeah. And I was almost worried that I was like distracting you because I was having this like physical reaction to yeah. Uh, what was going on with the film? Well, I was too focused on having my own <laughs> visceral reaction too. Yeah, I mean, I thought that was awesome that the film was able to like invoke that from me. D- definitely. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing: when uh, there was a lot of hype by the time Eric and I could see it, we we live in a small town. We don't get a lot of movies. We had to go to Roswell to see Talk to Me. By the time Eric and I saw it, there was so much built-in hype around it. At least for me, like the internet was going crazy. Critics loved it. It had like a 95% Mm. of Rotten Tomatoes. All the quotes were like, it's visceral, mean spirited, upsetting, violent. And I was like, holy shit. Mm. Okay. So when I saw it, it was, Mm -hmm. but during the viewing of the film, I wanted more. I thought it was going to do more violent, Mm. mean spirited shit. And ultimately it's contained and smaller than I expected, which in retrospect, a few weeks later, I'm like, no, it's fucking amazing for what it is and what they did and as its own film. Right. Not what I was like thinking based on that hype. Um, it is fucking... Like, I've been thinking about a few of those uh, violent moments. And I'm like, God damn. Like, I want to see that again because it's almost like burned in my head. Like, some of a few of the like nasty looking things. Not just gore. It's more of like a visceral upsetting image. Uh, that the film likes to to throw at you. And I was just blown away by it. And yeah, you know, of course, then you have all these other elements that make it perfect, which is like, you know, those, those rules, how it works, how the film de- is designed to give you rules, shatter them. The audience knows what's going wrong. So you're panicking with the people because they're not doing the right things. Mm. And then uh, I'm being vague. And then in order to try to fix the issues, you're worried because you're like, can you do that? Right. Like these certain things with the hand and and the spirits. And ultimately it just spirals out of control into insanity. And uh, at times has like these crazy otherworldly imagery, just a very few shots. But oh, yeah. I was like, holy I wanted more of that. shit, me too. But I guess it's cool what we did see. Right. And that and that's exactly how I felt. I was like, ooh, we're going to get that. And then we kind of, that was it. That was our only glimpse at that that aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've seen the film, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, what a fucking debut from these guys. They are YouTubers that used to make a bunch of uh, kind of... <laughs> I don't want to be disparaging. I mean, I used, we used to make YouTube videos and sh- I was going to say kind of cringy shit back in the early YouTube, like almost smosh type uh, videos. 
And uh, for them to come out swinging with this extremely upsetting uh, grief, uh, addiction, allegory, like you said, getting high almost. Mm. Uh, I was fucking, I mean, I, I haven't stopped thinking about it. Like I've, I, I want to see it again so bad. Uh, it's definitely going to be. It'll be on my list, I imagine. I imagine it's going to be my probably my top five, mm. but I don't feel like this year has been that good. Ye- shit that's gone theatrical. I feel like we need to like dig into streaming as well. I agree. I feel like I've neglected like the smaller stuff this year. I agree. Um, as far as the stuff I've seen, uh, so yeah, we love Talk to Me. Yeah. Uh, I actually was going to ask you to, if we wanted to do like a top uh, five of the year so far or something. Mm. And the reason I was thinking that is it, uh, I can't, somebody asked me like, oh, what's your favorite movie, horror movie so far? And I was like, actually, I really don't fucking know because I feel like there's not a lot. Like my first thoughts were like Scream 6, Evil Dead Rise. And I was like, really? Right. Like that's it? So, I mean, at least talk to me. It was a shot in the arm uh, for that list. But yeah, and then I asked you. Mm, I said Renfield. And I still <laughs> feel that way. Right. And I've been thinking about that you said that since you said that. Because um, I'm glad you like it. But have you heard about Cobweb? Yes. Yes. That's already available to, to rent right. digitally. Uh, but I have a pre-order for, for the blue from Amazon, September 13th, I believe. This past work week, I've almost pulled the trigger to watch it like four mm. times. Uh, shout out to Shane. Shane saw what's up. Mm. I heard uh, it from Shane and John Squires that it's good. Shane saw it in a theater? Mm. Like, I guess it played in like 10 theaters and right, they got right. it. Super limited. Yeah. And he saw it and he said, we have to see it, he said. Mm. So shout out. Definitely going to watch it. Um, I heard... I don't want to put too much hype on it, though. I've heard that. I like that. It's Lizzie Kaplan and Anthony Starr. Yes. That's awesome. Love Lizzie Kaplan. Shout out Cloverfield. I heard that it's this year's Barbarian. No. But it's not Barbarian. That's hype. Don't think that. Because then I I think it was. uh, It's this year's Malignant. It's this year's uh, crazy fucking movie. Um, I've heard it turns into different things. Okay. And I was like, oh, that's fucking sick. It has me even more hyped. Because the poster. Kind of looks small. It does. But I've heard it changes into different things. Even the synopsis that I read, I was like, that's it? Yeah. But, and you know, I, but I don't know. I haven't seen the fucking okay. film. So I thought the same thing. I was like, man, there's all this, there's kind of hype building around Cobweb. We're talking about the film Cobweb. I think you only said it one time. Right. Uh, Cobweb. But now, Twice. Uh, I don't know. I'm excited. So we'll, we'll watch that. We'll, we'll talk that we'll get to it in six yeah. months when we yeah. record when this we're, When we're recording our top 10 of 2023 and March of next year. Correct. Yes. So uh, with those, with, with all that, so that that was our talk to me. Yeah, we review. we we both loved it. Eric, do you have any what we've been watching? I'll just I'm gonna do like one. Okay, I'll probably just do one too. Didn't I? Okay. Do you want to do yours? Sure. Uh, I revisited the Blackening. I don't think I discussed it. Oh, I perfect. I, I don't think yeah. I've had a chance to discuss it because it was June. It was the weekend of Juneteenth that the film came out. I very much wanted to see it and never got to see it. But before I get into the Blackening, I have my own. It's not a Juneteenth story, but it happened around that time. Did I tell you the the basketball goal story? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, here. so so uh, Juneteenth is a federal holiday now, correct? And so that means you know I got it off, uh, and this was back when we had help, so I was actually getting days off. So uh, Tuesday, any day after our holiday, it's fucking heavy because it's two days of no mail, right? So it's more mail than than normal. So I'm swamped in mail. Uh, I pull up to this fucking mailbox on the curb and 
they have a fucking basketball goal right next to the fucking mailbox dot. And I would have never thought something like this would have happened. The fucking net of the basketball goal wraps around the mirror on my postal vehicle. I drive off and I fucking drag uh, this fucking basketball goal. And I'm like in such a fucking hurry, dog, that like I just like fight to get the net off of the fucking mirror. And I just fucking keep going. Dog. Nice stuff. I just fucking keep going. And so I'm like thinking like, uh, is that guy going to like tell me something? You know, like, you know, it's on my route. Like I, yeah, have, I literally you're gonna have see to him stop again. Yeah. this every single day. Yeah. I have a similar story I forgot to tell. And so, um, and the only reason this made me think of it is because this was the, the day after Juneteenth. And so, uh, about a week passes, right? And the postmaster of Carlsbad calls me into the office. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, the fuck is he calling me in for? <laughs> I've already forgotten like what I've done. Right. And so he, he sits me down and he like turns his computer monitor towards uh, me so a video. I can see it. And the customer has like given him the doorbell camera Cam, yeah. footage. Yeah. And it's me. Uh, I had a parcel for the house. So I walk up and then I drive off and it, it's clear as fucking day. Me dragging this fucking basketball goal and not, and then not doing anything about it yeah. know, except for taking it. And he's like, I'm kind of overacting. Um, how how the postmaster was acting, but he's like, yeah, this isn't good. This is a, uh, well, fuck, what did he call it? He called it a un forced oh, error, an unreported accident. Oh yeah, see, and they, I was they like, love that. Yeah, and I was like, that. oh shit, you know. And, there, and there's other people, you know, who've had multiple accidents, but I didn't know if there was like any more weight to it because like it was unreported, yeah. right? You know, I just kept going, and uh, not a goddamn thing has happened, dah. Uh, Huh. And you know what? That motherfucker put that basketball goal back next to the mailbox. I don't know if he's hoping that I do it again, but now when I drive up to that mailbox, I like pull up within like arm's length. So I have to like reach out and open up his box and stick the mail in. But we're so short staffed out. I'm pretty sure I could be taking about fucking basketball goals left and right. And I goddamn think I have an e-dog. Easy just out there. He's a menace. Yep. Menace to society. Yep. I, I was like, I was actually like kind of worried for a second. I like, I told my mom, I was like, I'm done. I was like, <laughs> Wrap I, it I, up, I, was like I don't know. Like this, he made it seem like it's a big deal. And, and I bet it's secret, been fucking nothing since then. Doc. I bet secretly you're hoping you do get fired. It was funny because I have an uncle that lives in LA and he wants to come to Santa Fe to visit for Christmas. And I'm like, that's like worst time you could come, you know? Yeah. But I spoke with him on the phone and I told him and I was like, Maybe we, have, maybe we have these Christmas plans on deck, but now it's not looking like it. Uh, that was my fucking basketball goal story. Though. Nice stuff. So I'll make it quick. Uh, a hit and run story. I don't know if you, you saw. You got one too? Well, I'm devastated. Oh, I, I'm trying not to think about it. Haven't, oh, this is your personal vehicle. Haven't told a lot of people about it, but yeah, I just want to make this quick uh, announcement to everybody out there that uh, somebody hit and run sideswiped my uh, truck. My personal, you know, truck that I absolutely love, my Colorado, and uh, somebody hit it and just drove away. So it's sideswiped to shit, dented in, and fucked up. And I'm extremely frustrated by this. Have you like already gone to insurance and all yeah, that stuff? Have so you gotten a quote Carl, anywhere? Carlsbad is a nightmare hellscape of a place. Correct. And so I did make a police report. And I did get the insurance. I inquired with body shops and they have notified me 
I am on the schedule for January of next year. Damn. There's some body so work to, going on in Carlsbad. I, I, they're taking them to the body shop around here. It's a bunch of hard bodies, duh. Yeah. Uh, so heavyweight stuff. Anyways, long story short, my truck that I love with every breath in my body is fucked up because some asshole hit it, and that sucks. Uh, and I have to wait till January to get it fixed. That's so, a long, long time. Uh, you know, first world problems. It's cosmetic. I can still drive it. So uh, yeah, and then we went to uh, talk to me the day after. Yeah. I was kind of hoping you were going to cancel because you texted me kind of late at night and you're like, this happened and you sent me a picture and that you're waiting on the police. And I was like already making plans of what I was going to do the following day. Why don't you want to go see talk to me in Roswell? Like, <laughs> it, what is your problem? It wasn't specifically the film. It was like just that you had going to out. Of, yeah, right, right. It was my but day. We were off. going and coming back like before three o'clock. Yeah, no, it was fine. I know. I'm that. glad we saw the I film. But you know, my ass wants to sleep until about nine. I almost went to play see the games. Last Voyage of the Demeter by myself, mm. but I ended up going west. Shout out West. Uh, anyways, those are our fucking stories. Eric's basketball hoop story uh, that was somehow related to Juneteenth. Oh, just because it happened the day after. That's all. Yeah, and and my, you know what? I wasn't trying to fucking hide it. I was just in such a fucking hurry yeah, that yeah. I was trying to keep going. No, I had so I, much I, fucking mail. I listened to the way you told the story. I'm like, it's not that you were scared. You were just like, get off my truck. I have to fucking keep going. Right. Yeah, no, I, I got to tell you, I'm so worried about that stuff. I would have went to the door and been like, look, I fucked your goal up. What do you want me to do? Like, I had a lot of mail. <laughs> <laughs> That's how overworked uh, and underpaid the, the United States Postal Reserve is. Yep. And yep. on that note, Eric, the blackening. Oh, yes, the blackening. Okay, this was my, my second viewing. I showed it to my mother and uh, Melissa, and I feel like I enjoyed it more because of the English captions. Uh, so this film is set on uh, Juneteenth weekend. A group of friends uh, from college are renting a house uh, in the woods when it uh, I basically, it turns into like a home invasion. Um, there's a killer on the premise that is forcing them to play a board game called The Blackening, which is set out to determine which one of them is metaphorically the blackest. Uh, so it's like a ton of, uh, I would call it a comedy first um, before horror. Um, and what I appreciated uh, about the film is so there's like a ton of black cultural stuff that I did not get. And what I liked about that was like the film does not hold your hand. And so I appreciated that it took me along for this ride. And now I know that you can't renege in spades. So it was a lot of fun. Say that again. You can't renege on, in spades. Okay. Uh, which is the black culture thing that I didn't have known about until I seen the black. Uh, our theater got that trailer a lot before it came out. We ended up not getting that movie. Correct. And I really wanted to see it. My favorite part of that trailer was, uh, like, it's like one of the women in the movies, like, I need to sound like a, a man. And she's like, Ugh. oh, it's too DMX. <laughs> uh, very funny. Yeah. So I really want to see the black. Thing. I think you'll like it. Uh, I do too. I just haven't carved out time to watch it, but I really want to see it. Mm, I got a, a story that might break your heart. Boy, Edoc hitting you with the stories tonight. The, okay. Okay, so it came out on disc uh, last Tuesday. I go to Walmart last Friday. I needed other things, but like specifically sure. to get the blackening. I see a row of Blu-rays of the blackening and a row of DVDs of the blackening. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I guess I'm not going to get it because I want the 4K. Yeah. And I look, just like having to like glance, and there's one 4K behind the row of the Blu-rays. 
And I'm like, oh, tight. So I like stick my hand in the shelf and I grab, you know, I probably look crazy like I'm trying to grab the perfect one or something, but really I'm just trying to grab the one 4K that's there. And so I do, uh, you know, I go, I check out, I buy it. Uh, I go through the self-checkout. Uh, I put it in the bag with other things that I've bought. And somehow from Walmart to home, I have mangled the shit. Uh, with a slip cover. Sorry, uh, I just bent. Uh, I bent. I tore it. That I, sucks. And I was, yeah, and I was like, "Did I buy it like this?" And I remember, like, the guy had to like open it and then like hand it back to me. Yeah. And I was like, "Fuck, I did this." Like, I almost wanted to buy a copy from Amazon, get the slip, and then send it back because I fucked up the slip that bad. I uh, will. I mean, you should. There was a dope Best Buy steelbook. I had no idea. Oh yeah, it's it's. I think it's like thirty bucks, but it it's sick. It has a slip cover like the. I think it's called a TPU slipcover, one of those plastic ones. No, oh. I would, I would get that. I've been thinking. I'm I've been not going to buy the film again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was, I, was, I felt disheartened when I saw that I fucked up the slip. No wonder you didn't post the picture with the slipcover. I was wondering. You are correct. Yeah. Uh. So, the blackening. Yes, liked it a bunch. Yeah, I definitely want to see it. I'm glad to hear it's good because it looks funny as fuck. I've seen it twice now. You dog can. Uh, Half cool squad approved. What's the word I'm looking for? Yes. Yes. Uh, this would probably be a good time to do the film you haven't seen okay. for me, uh, which is the last voyage of the Demeter. Lay it on me, G. So, um, you know, I'll try to, I don't want to say make this quick, but because I can't do spoilers and you haven't seen it. Mm. Um, yeah. Last voyage of the Demeter is based on a, this is from my understanding. I'm not an expert on Dracula in any way, which you'll mm. find out in a minute, but it's based on a chapter from Bram Stoker's Dracula, the book. And it's a chapter of the book that is apparently it reads like a captain's log from a ship. And so it's all written from like the captain's perspective, I think. Mm. And it's about their, uh, it's a cargo ship, you know, whatever in the 1800s or whatever. Correct. And it's taking uh, cargo from, I don't even remember now, Romania to England. Uh, yeah, Venice. It probably is England. Okay. So anyways, it turns out that the cargo that they're taking on the ship is possibly has Dracula inside it. Right. And this Dracula is like a Nosferatu looking Dracula. Mm. I don't think that's a spoiler to say he's, he's he, in the trailer. Like that, yeah. Right? He's a monster, not like a man, pretty Dracula. This is a monster, like a, uh, the, the best way I heard it explained before I saw the film was this is alien on a boat mm. and that's what it is. Mm. You know, it turns into uh paranoia movie, you know, it's tight quarters. People are afraid of each other. People are afraid of, you know, they're starting to question if the thing's even real or maybe someone's killing someone on the ship because certain people haven't seen the thing. You know, there's a religious man that says we should be, you know, be careful with God and these things. You know, it's a it's an ensemble paranoia on a ship in the middle of the ocean, closed quarters, and there's a fucking Dracula monster picking people off. It's very bloody. Not mm. I would not call it extreme by any stretch, but it's violent. Mm. And uh it doesn't hold back a few times, which I won't uh spoil. But uh, some upsetting things happen to characters that you wouldn't expect. And uh, yeah, those are all things that tick off all my boxes. They tick my boxes for movies I like. Uh, ultimately, I wanted to be like, this is the greatest movie ever. I've heard of this movie. This was supposed to be 
This has been trying to get made for like, I think 20 years. And, and Andre Alvazovsky Alvardal made it. <laughs> I think it's Andre Ordvidal. That was close. Uh, I could be wrong, by the way. But uh, Hunter and Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Correct. And I was not a huge fan of Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. I thought it was gorgeous, but I didn't ultimately love that movie. Mm. Um, this is really fucking good. Now, it's... Autopsy of Jane Doe good? <sighs> Autopsy of Jane Doe is a perfect movie. This is not a perfect movie. Okay. But, uh, man, if you just go in knowing just temper your expectations to what I just said. It's that. That's all the movie is. When you say alien on a boat, I'm thinking like he's rarely seen until like yeah. the climax. Is that yeah. fair? Yep. Okay. I mean, he's seen quite a bit, but yeah, it's like glimpse. Like, you know, an alien, like someone will back into a piping and it'll just be the xenomorph hanging from the piping, stuff like that. Okay. Uh, another thing, and if this is a spoiler, you don't have to... Uh, Say it, but uh, you said he's like a monster. He's not a man. Yeah, and in and in the Dracula that we're about to discuss, I feel like the Demeter sequence. He's like the old Dracula, and it's like the people he's killing on the Demeter. He's like turning into young Dracula. Is it like that? Sort of. Sort of. Okay. Uh, it does have like you know he bites he. Because when he when he finally it, makes it, it to England, that. he's like young, good-looking Dracula. And this, I don't want to spoil the movie. Okay, you don't have to. I'm just uh, curious. It does. I thought it had a really cool ending. Let's just put okay. it that way. Like okay. when it ended, I was like, man, that was fucking cool. How like I didn't think they were gonna go that far. Oh, okay. And the film, the film went longer than I expected. And where it went, out, like it what had did you say 145. Yeah. Okay. And when it ends, I I thought, wow, I wasn't expecting to go down this road with this ending. Uh, again, not some crazy ending. I'm just saying, I was like, oh, cool. They did what they should have done with this ending. They they did it. And yeah, dude, it's really good. It's it's really good. Now again, I'm like, it's like probably my anticipated film of the year. But but I just want you to temper. Just know, like the characters aren't like the greatest ever. The writing is just good. So you're not getting like the thing level writing and characters, you know, you're not getting alien level. You're just getting, they're there. And then it's more it's ab- sufficient. Yes. It just, it just helps it get to violent, crazy, cool shit. And it's really expensive. Like I was like, my jaw was dropped a few times only cause I know it's a horror film. I was like, how did they have money for this? And then it bombed the fuck out, which is a bummer. And my final thing, which I always have to mention on stuff like this, is I'm a nerd for like sound design and immersion. Mm. And this has a lot of that. So like you're on the ocean, right? So you have that sound design. Mm. You're in the bowels of a, this giant wooden ship and it's creaking and shit and there's dripping. I read that a lot of it was practical. And then there's these, you know, they're out in the middle of the ocean. There's these giant thunderstorms in the ocean. Mm. I mean, just that stuff. I was like, this is like very, very cool, competent, like filmmaking and sound design. Like I was in a theater and it was loud as fuck. Was it just you and Wes? Yep. Uh, nice. Well, actually, no. Four guys showed up like 20 minutes in the movie. It was weird. Into it? Yes. Jesus. That's Roswell. But uh, they didn't talk. Maybe they were aliens, duh. But yeah. So, I mean, the sound design, the immersion, the like... But again, script and character-wise, it's fine. I'm going to ask you the most bizarre question. Sure. And you can just ignore it. I always think it's funny that Leatherface, the original TCM, 
and Texas Chainsaw 3D is supposed to be like prequel, original, yeah. sequel. How is this in terms of Demeter, original Dracula, Renfield? Well, not Renfield at all, but absolutely uh, bizarre. Not close to Renfield whatsoever. I think that's awesome. We got two Dracula films. This could fit in with Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, but not in the artsy. We'll get to this. Okay. Uh, Francis Ford Coppola way. But like, if you were like, uh, if you turned it off and were like, here's what happened on the ship. This is great. I, I, I guess, I, I guess what I'm I, getting at is those three TCM films are nothing alike. Yeah. yeah. And this isn't either, but I will say, I think it, it's closer to it, but, but let's just, again, Okay. I, I guess I'm tempering because I have not heard a lot of people speak about this movie. Mm. I don't know what people think of Last Voyage of the Demeter. I walked out and I thought, yep, that was fucking dope. Mm. That's what I thought. Not, this is fucking the greatest movie ever. Not that. But uh, I left and I was like, I can't wait to show Ben and Saber this. Eric, I hope he likes it because this is fucking cool as fuck. Then let me hit, then let me ask you the hard hitting questions. But, but always remember like some of it is the filmmaking stuff to me where I'm like, this right. is cool as fuck that they did this. Uh, Demeter or talk to me. Which oh, talk going? to me. Oh, okay. Yeah, talk to me. Here's here's the problem. Uh, Demeter's more expensive, big, giant, um, but uh, emotionally nothing. Yeah. Emotionally nothing. That's what I mean by characters and script. Gotcha. Talk to me is like well written, well rounded, good characters, people I cared about, wanted to survive, stuff like that. So that's where I think talk to me like exceeds. Better. Okay. Where. Last Voyage of the Demeter is a fucking fun. Mo- a monster movie on a boat in the ocean. I mean, that sounds great. No. And, and and to me, it was. But Talk to Me is more emotional, so I would say Talk to Me. But yeah, there, dude, it's good, and I hope people like it. You definitely see Last right. Voyage of the Demeter. It's fucking sick. One final question for Demeter. For it to only make $6 million, that's a travesty. That is a fucking travesty. And it's probably the most important question I'm going to ask all night. All day. You ready? No. Titties? I don't think so. Ah. Ah. Well, I still hope to like it. Our next film had plenty. Yes. Uh, and with that, that was Last Voyage of Demeter. I really liked it. I, I hope they put a 4K out. I'm buying it. If you, When you watch it, Eric, you should turn your watch it with your surround. Yes. Because it it's that's a perfect movie for surround. And uh, on that note, I want to throw out, so we're done with what we've been watching, right? I would like to throw out that I also rewatched three movies, Eric, because I love rewatching shit. Okay, I rewatched me too. The Innkeepers. Ooh, that movie's scary, dog. It's awesome. I rewatched it like shortly after X came out. Yeah, and it's fucking scary, dog. So I'm a Innkeepers from way back. I'm a Ty West guy from way back. I love House of the Devil. The Innkeepers was like my most anticipated movie of like I think it's 2011. Uh because of Ty West and uh, the movie's not much, but it's so good. It's so fucking good. I love Sarah Paxton mm. and uh, uh, Pat Healy. Yes. Uh, they're just so charming and fun to watch. And it's just, uh, I told, I showed it to Ben and Saber, my brother and his wife. And I thought, I said, I said, guys, just don't think this is like crazy movie. It's, I said, I think this is a hangout movie. Mm. You hang out with these characters and just enjoy it. And, I, I love it so much. So this good. was their first time seeing it? First time seeing it. They liked it. Uh, before you proceed, yes. you told me that when I watched Demeter, you know, to watch it with my surround sound. Yes. Uh, I want to show you something that I, I did. Eric, put that put that back in your pants. Nice stuff. You told me you ordered it. Did I? Yeah, you did. Yeah. 
So I, that's very exciting. I find eDoc finally. Eric's got a, showing me a uh, uh, a flashlight picture on his phone, and I got a Yamaha 4K sound receiver, so I can continue using my speakers with my new 4K TV. When I'll put that up, I have no fucking idea because all I fucking do is work now, duh. Because I'm just that a slave sucks, to, to the, the man, man duh. Yep. Yeah, uh, that's, that's awesome. Dog. Eric was showing there, me he has a new TV. Yeah, it's, it's still in the box. It's just in the toy room yes. right now. There's there's a scene in Coppola's Dracula whenever uh, Jonathan Harker and Dracula first meet. And what and did you say, Da? There's a scene. No, you said Jonathan Harker. Is that not Keanu Reeves' character's name? Wow, Da. I I got yeah yes I so, fucked that up completely yeah. So when Harker and Dracula first meet. Uh, I think they're talking about like their marriage or something, and and Dracula says, you know, I am, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna mess up this line, but something like, I am just misery. And I thought, boy, me and you both, sister. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on that note, uh, well, let me. I this is a good time to put in. Uh, now I am become death destroyer worlds. Yeah. Uh, Eric Oppenheimer, Barbie Barbenheimer, boy. If if y'all had told me it was going to feature such beautiful New Mexico landscape, uh, cinematography, and and you know who I'm talking about, it's titties. Yes, boy, I would have gone with you to see that. So in fucking IMAX. I have to quickly ask. So yeah, Oppenheimer was like my movie event of the year. I drove to El Paso to see it in IMAX. Here's the thing: I Eric, thought Oppenheimer Eric took was like two months to see it, and I watched it in Carlsbad. I thought it was fucking incredible. Yeah, but it's fucking sad and it's fucking long. We love sad movies, but do we love long, sad movies? Absolutely, we do. If they're that uh, fucking good, how would you not guess there'd be beautiful, uh, you know, shots of New Mexico landscape? I mean, I know, I know, in real life, the events happened, you know, yeah. in New Mexico, but like, and then while uh, like, it's my favorite and, movie and, of the year, and, and there's a lot, of, and there's a few scenes where like they're on horseback, and I'm like, Christopher Nolan, when is your western coming? Yes, out? yes, that's uh, what I was. Thinking. That would be amazing. Yes, uh, but oh, those, honestly, that's I think the most gorgeous shots and most beautiful scene in the movie is is uh, Killian Murphy and Emily Blunt on those horses, and she has this weird because Chris Nolan writes weird, this weird uh, line of dialogue that I thought was just gorgeous. It's not a spoiler, but she's like, and now I'm here in this place. I don't even know where this place is. Uh, I can't remember what she said. It's it's amazing. I Oppenheimer's great. Barbie, Eric. Uh, just one I more s- thing with with sure. with with Bar- uh, Oppenheimer. I love that. Like it was just so instantly recognizable to me. Like the stuff that they shot in Santa Fe. Oh yeah. Um, okay, so I liked Barbie. Uh, I feel like I may be the minority of just thinking that it was just okay. Sure. Um, and then just just one other thing I was talking about earlier about how I thought I was being distracting during Talk to Me. Uh, I felt the same case with Barbie because I was being real fidgety. I couldn't get comfortable. So next time you and I watch a film together da, at the theater, let's put a seat between us because I'm afraid I'm distracting you. There's another word for that seat, but I'm not going to say it. Uh, so, uh, yeah. For I, the Holy Ghost to sit in? Correct. <laughs> uh, I love Barbie. I've seen okay. it twice. I think it's fucking incredible. I love both of them. Uh, Oppenheimer is my favorite movie of the year because I'm a fucking uh, Chris Nolan shill. Uh, I love it so much, da. Uh, but yeah, I love Barbie. I like Barbie way more than you do. Um, I'm just Ken. My favorite stuff Anywhere was, was time being. Go ahead. my favorite stuff of Barbie was like the obvious commentary. Like if if people's feet were really made like this, why would anybody wear high heels? Yeah, I enjoyed stuff. A lot like of feet, that. a lot of feet and legs in that movie, da. Well. 
Let me tell <laughs> And on that note. Everybody's seen the film. So. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that, that's it. Barbie Oppenheimer wanted to mention that. I also rewatched H2O. Mm, uh, 4K? Correct. Uh, from, I, from I like Best it. Buy or, or it's just like a studio release? Just a studio. Uh, no, it's a shout. Shout release. Not the shout. new one. I have the shout one from last year. I'm upset I didn't get the blackening 4K, duh. H2O, great movie. Good 4K. Uh, I really like H2O. I don't know. People, have, I don't know if they've soured on it. I love that movie. I think it's interesting that it's like kind of an early example of a legacy sequel. Yes, yes. And I, it was really cool to watch it in, with the backdrop of the trilogy being out of, mm. you know, Halloween 2018. And uh, yeah, I still just really, really love it. But um, if I had to pick between the two, I would pick Dave and Gordon Green's uh, trilogy. What did you think about that Exorcist uh, trilogy? Or, or excuse me, trailer. Uh, every, you know, I don't know. It's too long. Uh, the trilogy's too long. No, I, I mean, just want to. Tr- my trilogy. next film I wanted to say was just another follow up. I also rewatched uh, Halloween Resurrection, Dangertainment. Mm. Uh, do your job. Uh, you should be back in the garage. Uh, Halloween Resurrection fucking sucks. Yes. But uh, definitely, I have the 4K and it looks great, and I enjoyed watching it. It's a good movie to drink beer to and laugh at. Uh, I, I, I want to quickly mention Halloween Resurrection. Sabra, uh, my brother's wife, she had a great quote, a film critic quote. Uh, we're about 30 minutes into it, and she said, this feels like a Halloween spoof movie. Damn. And I was like, yikes. Damn. Yikers. Okay, Halloween Resurrection. What'd you ask me? I don't know, duh. All right, perfect. Uh, on that note, a lot of bullshit going on. I know. Now we're 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 starting to we're starting to go all over the place here. But yeah, that was what we've been watching. Yes. Okay. That was a. I had a pause to shit. <laughs> I know that was. It was like a fucking marathon. Yeah. Okay. My shit. You brought. I brought cards. trivia, and I and I got a horror punk segment. I think we should only do one card each. Let's do one card each. Okay. You pick them, da. Pick any card. Any card. Hopefully, we haven't done it. We always have. This is called uh, Horror Movie Trivial Edition Pursuit. Trivial Pursuit Horror Edition. Trivial Pursuit Horror Edition. Okay. (laughs) And let me in. 2010. Horror Trivia. Play with us at home, folks. Uh, Write down your answers. Owen and Abby communicate through the wall using what method? Knocking? Morse code. Oh, okay. I mean... Yeah, I give it to that's you. what I'm saying. Yeah, knocking. <sighs> the screenplay for Creep Show, yes, 1982. Gotcha. Was written by what novelist? That's a tough one, dog. But I'm gonna guess Stephen King. Yes, stop. I'm not okay. even gonna turn the card around. <laughs> Over. Okay. Over. How many years was Eraserhead 1977 filmed? Oh, I don't know. That's a David Lynch movie. Yep. I'm gonna guess five. That's right. Oh, cool. Yep. Who directed House of a Thousand Corpses? Oh, I don't know. Maybe Rob Zombie? Yeah, no, that's Rob Zombie. Okay. Time. On what United Kingdom studio was The Descent filmed? Oh, uh, I'm going to say Pinewood Studios. How the fuck do you know that? Uh, the reason I would know that is Pinewood Studios is where Star Wars is shot. So it's a very popular UK backlot. That's fucking weird. I, I, thought, I thought like this is a bullshit ass question and then you got it right. Star Wars, duh. Okay. It, uh, hell hath no fury it, it, like Star it Wars. It transcends duh. everything. Correct. Correct. What segment, no, okay. What segment in Dead of Night, 1945, okay. involved golf? The second segment? 
the golfer's story segment. <laughs> I feel that like was, we're spoofing that. That was a bullshit question. Okay. okay. What is the first name of the child adopted by the Thorns in the Omen, 1976? Well, Michael? I mean, isn't it? Or is it uh, Jamie Lloyd? I think, I, mis- I think you're misunderstanding the okay, question. Okay, ask it again. What is the first name of the child adopted by the Thorns in the Omen? Oh, my God. I, can I tell you? You know what happened there. Yes, I do. Okay, so in Halloween 6. It's uh, Curse of Thorn. The Curse of the Thorn. I didn't listen after you said Thorn. Damien. Yes. God damn it, Eric. Yes. My bad, my bad, my bad. That was on me. Who directed The Exorcism of Emily Rose? Scott Derrickson. Yes. I'm about to ask you the greatest question ever. And I'm not even joking. But I'm going to rephrase this question. But this is literally the question. Okay? You ready? Yes. Name the killer in Friday the 13th. Well, do you want me to do the bit? No, you can ask. Jason, it's Jason. I know. I Sorry. Got That's the wrong answer. No, it's Jason. He wears the hockey mask. I've seen it a hundred times. Then you should know that it was Mrs. Voorhees in the original film. Pamela Voorhees. Yes, correct. The the question was on Friday the 13th, which character is revealed to be the killer? Hit me down. Pamela Voorhees. Does it say Pamela or Mrs.? It says both. It says Mrs. Pamela Voorhees. The mother of Jason Voorhees. Correct. Who is first accused of murders in Alice Sweet Alice? Alice, Father Tom, Mr. Alfonso, or Mrs. Tredoni. I'm going to go with Mr. Alfonso. It was Alice. Da. I don't uh, I don't know that question. Da. Okay, last one. What is the name of the American remake of Juwan? Uh, Juwan. So obviously there's Juwan and uh, the ring, Ringu. So Juwan is the grudge. Yes. Okay. I have to think through that. You got it, da. Okay, Eric. You're not going to know this. But you've re- me. you've read this question to me before because I remember this name. Okay. What actress appeared in the dual role of Kacha Vaja and Princess Asha Vaja? <laughs> I can't tell if you're joking or being serious. <laughs> <laughs> in Black Sunday 1960. Let me let me can I read it again though? Yes. What actress appeared in the dual role? <laughs> Of Kacha Vaja and Princess Asha Vaja. It's just asking me for an actress's name. Uh, in Black Sunday. I have an answer. I haven't looked. Because Black Sunday would be, what is that woman's name? Uh, Let's go with Edgewig Finch. I haven't looked. Uh, Edwig. What is her name? Uh, she's a popular actress that was in Italian films. Uh, black hair. What is her fucking name? All right, Final I'm going to read it. I'll tell you if it's who I thought, and I won't lie. Okay. Barbara Steele, it was. Ah, I know that. I know should, that, Doc. You should have known. You should have told me, Doc. You should have known. And on and that, that note, that was Horror, horror Edition Trivial, trivial pursuit. pursuit. Horror Edition Trivial, trivial pursuit. pursuit. Eric and I are starting to lose it. On Horror Edition Trivial, trivial pursuit. pursuit. And on that note, Eric. Yes. It is now time for oh another song, correct? Yes, this is 
Eric Coffin's Terror Tunes. Eric Coffin's Terror Tunes. Fuck you, E Dog. Fuck you. Fuck you, E Dog. Fuck you. All right. So, for this episode of Eric Coffin's Terror Tunes, I wanted to talk about the horror punk band Lupin Tooth. I'm sure all of y'all out there have heard of Lupin Tooth. Big fans. They are a three piece uh, from the United Kingdom, and I'm going to assume they took their name from the Blitzkid song, Lupin Tooth. Uh, the singer has these real snotty vocals that I like. Uh, the bio on their band camp simply reads, whoever is bitten by a werewolf and lives becomes a werewolf himself. Uh, I'm sure this, I'm sure I've said this before for other bands, but the first time I heard of them was from the dead house's compilation cuts from the slab. Uh, shout out to the dead house for turning me on to so many good bands. And since we're talking about vampires this episode, here is the loop and tooth song. Vampires get wasted from their 2020 album with death. We come. Okay, so the song is about vampires getting drunk off of booze and blood. And one of the lyrics is, fuck my liver, I'm immortal. So it made me think, are internal organs vital to vampires? Their heart certainly is. Keegan, thoughts? Ask me the question again. (laughs) (laughs) The song suggests that he can drink as much alcohol that he wants because he's immortal. His liver doesn't matter. Yeah, I would think so. But hearts are pretty important to vampires. No. So what? So what? One final organ's important, but another one's not? I'd say that's bullshit. I'd say vampires can get cirrhosis of the liver. And I'm sticking to that. Now. Yeah. I have a question for you. Okay. These vampires, are they self-healing that you're asking me? If they are... Oh, I don't fucking know, dog. All right, Sorry, do, I didn't do even ask any questions. Do vampires self-heal? If they do, then their liver self-heals. Okay. Fine. I'll give you that then. What, what's your opinion, Don? Oh, you just gave it. Yeah. All right, Don. Well, thank I, you. I, I don't think they can pick and choose, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. I Well, the, maybe we'll find out one day, Don. Maybe we'll find out one day, Don. Maybe you would. Okay. Why would I? I Damn, Don. I just called you an alcoholic. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Good one, Don. I apologize. That's okay, Don. Uh, on that note, on that, that was note. the brilliant, the wickedly talented, the one and only... <laughs> Lupin Tooth from Bristol, United Kingdom. Eric Coffin's Terror Tunes. Eric Coffin's Terror Tunes. Fuck you, E-Doc. Fuck you. Fuck you, E-Doc. Fuck you. All right. So I guess it's time to get to the main course of this episode, which is Francis Ford Coppola's 1992 Bram Stoker's Dracula, from which I understand is actually nothing like the novel. And on that note, play the music.
And on that note, I got a copy of Grindhouse's Impulse. Uh, yeah, their latest release. And here's what I think is funny. The pre-order went up. I pre-ordered immediately because I serve only at the altar of Grindhouse releasing. Correct. When I wake up, I play the music. And, I, and Larry Fessenden, let's be honest. And I, I play the Grindhouse fucking, the music. I play the Grindhouse play. You know, I'm just call E-Dog. He watches I'm, Eli Roth's my, uh, my middle uh, name fake is, trailer. My middle name is Grindhouse. Duh. Um, what happened to Thanksgiving, Duh? Is that happening this year? It's supposed to, right? I mean, he left fucking Borderlands to make it. Yeah. So Yikes. here's what I think is funny. They're like, act fast. Only 2,000 units. Selling fast. This is like June. Okay. Right? A tweet, Eric's talking about Grindhouse releasing. A tweet as far as yesterday. Get your limited edition impulse now. Bitch, you didn't sell out shit. No. That's, bro, this is what they do, duh. They got to build that hype. Yeah. So I just think it's funny because like, you know, prior to when they finally shipped, it was like, selling fast, order now. And then they still, I'm sure, have 100, 1,500 copies left. Remember the infamous pieces puzzle, duh? I know, duh. That's like the one grindhouse it's, it's piece of memorabilia you. that I don't have. Yeah. And what's funny is like the I drink your blood glow in the dark cover, the... Nobody knows what you're talking no, about wait, that's listening to wait this a podcast it was except the, me. It was the I drink your blood. Yes. It was the horror hype no. I have that, yeah. And it was the cat in the blood. Cat, cat in, the, in blood, the brain. No, cat it, in the brain. Glow in the dark. Like slip box. Yes. I got both of those just by chance. Yeah. But since then, like I've got, like I've ordered like Death Game so I can get the fucking, the 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 the, the meat cleaver keychain. Yes, that's right. And get this. So with Impulse, the thing they did was there's a portrait of the fucking um director and i guess they're numbered and i guess he autographed it but it comes in a sealed envelope da oh that's cool i'm not opening my envelope so i don't know what number i got in impulse in impulse oh, and, and, it, sick, and, it, and it came separately like it's not in the case so i haven't even fucking opened the box i wonder if that sold out so when i opened the box i don't think it is so when i opened the box it was the it was the film and it was the envelope and my envelope is just crisp and clean da you know to this day I wasn't making much money uh, when I worked at the hotel about five years ago. Okay. But uh, I feel like I missed an opportunity here. Uh, say what you will about uh, Eli Roth. But um, Shout Factory, Scream Factory, when they put out the Green Inferno, mm. it was like 45 bucks, which I didn't have at the time. But it was like 45 bucks. You could get a signed copy by Eli Roth of their Green Inferno release. I feel like I fucked up not doing that. Like If they did that today, I would order that instantly. I, c- I couldn't see myself buying that film a second time. Well, I want the signed copy. That's why I didn't buy it. Right. And but I want was, the signed copy. Was it copy just blue done. or did they do a 4K? They just did blue, but. And it was like a poster in the soundtrack too. I think. Again, I just wanted the signed copy done. And uh, I don't need no more goddamn posters from anybody. No, me either. I'm done. Zip me up. Yep. Yep. Box stick up. A, stick a fork in you, duh. Box up my bones. Put, put, put some ketchup on you, duh. Ketchup. I think we're supposed to talk about a movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. So if you've made it this far, sorry, uh, don't turn off. Cause you haven't seen Bram Stoker's Dracula. Uh, we're just kind of going to bullshit through it. Yes. Uh, so like, this isn't like a super like academic in-depth review. No, no. We're, we're just going to have some fun at Bram Stoker's I, Dracula's I, I, I wish I could. Uh, expense. I wish I could relate horror films like that. I feel like a lot of times, you know, there's some big grand 
message a film is talking and you know and it just goes over edog's head and then i read a um I read a review from a critic I like in there. And, and according to this one critic I like a lot, he's talking about how this film is actually about uh, syphilis spreading. Oh, this? Yeah. So and, 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 it, and that kind of makes sense because like they, they talk it was about, like about the, cause it's a, isn't this like originally about the black death and stuff like a plague? Right. Right. And, that, and that's what I was getting at because, yeah, yeah. because the way they talk about Dracula's victims in this film is that it's like a disease. Right. So like, I was, yes. I was kind of like, Oh, maybe this guy knows what the fuck he's talking about. E-Dog just loved how fucking horny it was. Absolutely. I yes, loved sir. how erotic it was. Yes, I loved sir. all the titties. And it was, uh, it, when the film starts, it says rated R for sexuality. And I was like, fuck yeah. And it's when, some of it's Winona Ryder. There's a part where she like runs out like whenever uh, Dracula first makes it yes. to um, London, and he's like in like one of his like monster forms, and she calls out uh, Winona Ryder's friend. Is it Sally? And so Winona Ryder runs out after her, and I probably shouldn't be saying any of this, dog, but like she's like seeing like she's like wearing this like see through slip, and she ain't wearing uh-huh. no bra, and them titties just be back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Well, and I then when I don't Dracula, think I could have said it any better. And then, and then when Dracula bones the friend, it's like he is up in that right now. This is just after I said <laughs> this is not going to be an academic uh, review of this, this film. This is going to be a horny review, correct? Coppola's uh, Dracula. So one of my so I wrote a few notes well, because I'd love to hear them because I've got some ideas of my own. So I wrote these notes because I'm not okay. I'm not going let, to let, let's not sugarcoat it. It's I was, a horny film. Oh, extremely. And I was a bit lost. How? I had no fucking idea. Like, like there's like 30 characters in this movie. And there's like all these men that are courting like Winona really? Ryder and then the other woman. Or Sally or whatever. Whatever the fuck her name is. And I kind of was just like, I'm not going to lie. I was not very into this movie. But Damn. I, I thought it was uh, pretty, gorgeous. Uh, it's It's so interestingly shot and intricate and uh un unconventionally shot you know you have a lot of lights and uh fog and uh when i say lights i mean like colored lighting and stuff like Mm. my my first thought was i was like wow this is like an a24 movie before a24 uh it eventually gets big Mm-hmm. And I, so I don't feel like necessarily that help, but early on I was like, this is so artistically shot because it's Francis Ford Coppola. Uh, it almost looked like, like a Brian De Palma movie and it was like sexy. So I was thinking that too. Um, so here's my notes. Right on G. Bram Stoker's Dracula, a 24 before a 24. That okay. was before the whole movie. That was like, and these are as I'm watching the film. Okay. Reminds me of the green Knight in its metaphorical storytelling and insanity. Um, that's it. I mean, it's not much more to say than, than that one. Just, just, it was like, uh, I was a bit lost and, you know, it was doing these metaphors and, and, uh, when it wasn't, cause I think you're kind of focusing on like the horny, sexy aspects, those I understood, hmm. but it was just like the fucking Dracula. I don't really understand why he is the way he is. Like he talks weird as fuck. It's Gary Oldman in this makeup. That's like preposterous. What's funny is Gary Oldman to me is fucking Commissioner Gordon yeah, and Christopher Nolan's Batman night. movies. Yeah, it's right yeah. behind me. And I don't see Gary Oldman in, in, in any of those Draculas. And there's multiple Draculas. And yep. I mean, it's all the same character. Yep. But like when we first meet Dracula, he's not Dracula yet. 
Um, then when Harker meets him, he's like old Dracula. Yeah. And then when he comes to England, he's like young, sexy Dracula. Yes. And you're telling me that's the same actor? Yeah. In that, in playing all those characters, like that's kind of mind blowing. Like, and then the fucking voices that he's doing, I feel like, like in, in their, like in the opening, uh, sequence. He's like speaking, I guess, Romanian, and like the hand gestures that he's doing. You, you know, like, you're kind like, of describing. Like, this is how God rewards me. Uh, and you're kind of describing. Like, I was just so like, it's this is like a good example of what's called like maximalist filmmaking. Uh, there was so many aspects, metaphorical, like different, like like literal, sexy, erotic. And then it's like, but then it's ultimately a monster movie at the end. And like, there's Van Helsing is in it. But you know what's fucking fire? And it's Anthony Hopkins. But do you know what's fucking fire? What, Da? Da, Is how Dracula and his shadow are like two separate entities. Like they they move of their own accord. Yeah. Yeah, like that's fucking awesome. But yeah, and then like the voice he's doing, like I bid you welcome, you know, and, listen to the the children and then, of the night. And then like some of the stuff he's saying to Keanu Reeves, like leave I, some of that happiness at the door. Yeah, like I was just like, what the fuck? But I can't believe that's Gary Oldman. It, I guess I was kind of flabbergasted by the entire experience of watching. Well, see, that's this why film. I like it. It's, it feels so big. It feels so expansive. Yeah. I would almost fucking call it like a fantasy film. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Especially like the way it opens, like that fucking armor he's wearing. Okay. It's so fucking tight. Eric, thank yes. you. My my note was, reminds me of the Green Knight in its metaphorical storytelling and insanity. Mm-hmm. That was how I felt. Now, I know the Green Knight is, is you know, smaller, personal, you know, but just, just the way it was, it felt like a fantasy film. I thought the same thing. Like, especially that big, like, war epic that's happening for like, like 15 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and um, I was a bit confused because, you know, you have like, he like I'm pretty sure that is Winona Ryder in the opening, but yes. then it's just another woman that's supposed to look like his his wife, but it actually was the same actress. Correct. So that was a bit confusing. I'm not stupid; like I understood what they were doing, but that was then, his Elisabetta. Yeah, his Elisabetta. Um, very just. I don't know. I was flabbergasted. Like you can hear it in my voice. Huh. So uh, more notes. That's 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 interesting to me because like. I feel like you're a smart guy, and I for feel sure. I feel like you're you can articulate your feelings towards film well. And for you to say, I didn't know that was why no no at the writer, writer at the beginning is kind of confusing no, to me. No 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 Eric, I didn't say I didn't know it was her. What I'm saying is it didn't. The film was not super clear. Like I think it's a cheat. And it's an odd filmmaking choice to use the same actress, not an actress that looks like someone. I knew it was Winona Ryder at the beginning. What about when her titties were going? Bah, 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 oh, yeah. Bah, Those are my bah, favorite parts bah, of the movie. Bah, bah, bah. Then you knew it was Winona Ryder. Yeah, I rewound it like six times and I had to watch the movie the next day to finish it. Okay. But uh, uh, Hell yeah. on that note, my my uh, notes here, very sexy filmmaking. Give me some more notes. Stuff. Very sexy filmmaking from Ford Coppola. Uh, no idea what's happening. Uh, about, I can't remember about 45 minutes in. I was like, who are these fucking characters? Not the Dracula part. See, I feel like you're thinking like solely on the Dracula stuff. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about all the shit with what the fuck's her name? The other woman, Sally, like their friendship. She gets bit, which I, which he's courting. Um, Oh, and then Mina. Thank you. And then suddenly there's like a wolf man. See, I didn't know that. I don't know if you knew that. That is Dracula. Okay, I didn't know that. 
Still didn't know that. Yeah, that's that's like like so, one of his like monster forms. He's a wolf man? Yeah, like whenever he like bones the friend. Yeah, that's Dracula. Did not know that. Yeah. That's not another Did character. Did not know that. Because like he's like in like the courtyard. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's Dracula. I thought Van Helsing was like hunting. I thought I was like, oh, this is like a monsterverse movie. No. That's, okay. That's Dracula. I got to say, I was a bit bored in the middle, so I stopped paying attention as much. Uh, I know this is not normal for what, me, what, but the film, I, it didn't, it did, this film did not grab me except for the ses- sexy aspects. What's funny is I was actually worried coming into this uh, because when I watched it, I was pretty tired. Me too. To the point I where- I watched it after work. It, it, it could be partially my fault here. To, to the point where I didn't even log it on Letterboxd because right. I, I felt like I didn't give the film the attention it deserved. So it's funny that you and I yeah. ended up doing- the same uh, thing. No, I 100% like it kind of sucks because we're doing an episode on it. But I feel like. And we're just half-assing it. Well, but so, I feel like part of this is like this is the experience we had attempting to do this classic that everybody, not everybody, but uh, that people is say is this classic. And then we watched it and I was like, I don't know. Okay. Right. We're, we're, we've kind of uh, going against our own idea here. So here's the thing. Generally, when I watch a classic. It hits me like I, I'm not a person that doesn't, I love old school cinema. Um, when I first saw Rosemary's baby, I thought it was like one of the best movies I've ever seen. Um, I'm a Hitchcock guy, right? One of my favorite top 10 movies of all time is rear window. I absolutely love old filmmaking, but this was, uh, Francis Ford Coppola working on like sort of too metaphorical and then not, I didn't. I'm not really a period piece guy. See, I was into that. Doll. I like. I, I love the gothic setting, especially the costumes. Uh, it was the, after work. I was tired. I didn't want to be there. Dot. There's like a part when uh, when Harker first makes it to like Borgo Pass, and uh, Dracula's like coachman picks up Harker. Yeah, you remember all that? Yes, I do. Yeah. And there's like the wolves, and he's like a monster himself. And the way he like reaches out and he grabs Keanu and like pulls him into like the coach. And then when like they're on the coach on that. Yeah. And he like looks out and they're like on this like narrow ass road. And you see like the shot up to the castle. Like I was super into like that big Gothic setting. Okay. Okay. You're continuing to describe what I was telling you. Okay. The Dracula aspects. Okay. Well then let me sum up. But once it turns into the, the two women at that Victorian, place okay i was dead bored dead bored and and i don't just mean the women like so i'm not saying that i'm saying like like those guys that are like trying to court them and like their struggle but once it was the horror aspects i thought it was like very gorgeously shot really cool stuff like you're explaining about the castle but i just didn't give a fuck about that side story i could not get into that i feel like Like this victorian romance i feel like that's necessary to establish the men characters because then they're like later in the film to like hunt Dracula. Yeah. I, I feel like that's how they introduce them is through the, the romantic aspect of the, the friend who's so uh, un, uh, not unadulterated, but like her, her, her uh, ambitions are a little bit low. Yeah. No, I, I think you're a hundred percent right. Uh, I just didn't connect to any of that. Like it just couldn't, I wanted that to end and get back to Dracula or get to more horror aspects. And by then I was bored. What about that foursome Keanu has? Again, see, this is what I'm saying. That, that's awesome. That shit's like, that shit's like nuts. How it's like that big, like uh... so can I tell you, that's when I wrote that. 
I said, very sexy filmmaking. It's like those chicks. Uh, they have a name. They're like sirens or something. It's, they're Dracula's wives. It's awesome. Uh, so I, I'm not complaining about those parts of the film. There's like that. Uh, help me out here. What do you put on beds? Sheets like silk, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. In a way, they're like rising, like yeah. out of it, and then they just like start touching him, and like, yeah. And, and is his nipple like shooting blood? I'm there, not. There's, sh- there's like a part where they're like licking his nipple, and then there's like blood shooting out of it. But then Dracula shows up, and this part is fucking nuts, dog. This part is fucking crazy. Dracula's upset that they're fucking him, and he's like, "Don't touch them. He's mine." And so they're like, what, you're not going to give us anything tonight? And I thought they're talking about like sex, but then he hands them a baby. Oh, yes. To fucking eat, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. Again, Da. Holy shit. That was awesome. Like, I totally agree with you. That was where I feel like the movie peaked for me. I was like, oh, fuck. This is like severely upsetting. And like two of like Dracula's wives are like connected and like they walk away, like one's upside down and one's like, <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is going on, man? This is, this is getting me all horny and weird. And Dracula wants him for himself. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like sort of homoerotic in a, right. in a way. Yeah. Right. And right. I was, I was, I was feeling that like, I thought all of that was super like progressive and cool. Um, and again, like they, they feed apparent, I think like you're saying, he's feeding those women a baby, right? Where did that baby come from? I, he just like pulls him out of his fucking shirt. He's like, yeah, here's duh. this baby now. Uh, I know that, that shit was cool. I just, it ran out of, I ran out of patience for the side story. Um, okay. Then let, let's jump a little. Okay. But before we do, you dog had something I wanted to say. Well, my next note was okay. Winona Ryder is gorgeous. Okay. Okay, yes. go ahead, Doc. <laughs> uh, did you like think the 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 end was exciting when they're like w- yeah. racing to I, I will say, and again, this is perhaps my fault for watching it after work and being tired. I was kind of over it by that point, but I did think it was cool. I don't know, I I was like I I, I didn't really I didn't really want Van Helsing there. Like, yeah. I thought he was boring uh, and Anthony Hopkins was boring. Like, it didn't feel oh. exciting to me. Uh, I remember what I was going to say. What I found frustrating was, like, how I guess Dracula wants Harker to stay in his castle because he's going to go after Mina, right? And so he has them write those letters that he's going to stay in Transylvania for a month. And and that and that frustrated me, like those character motivations there. Like I understand he's Dracula, yeah, but you're just gonna fucking stay, yeah. And while he's not even in the fucking castle anymore, get the fuck out of there, da. Unless you're gonna keep on fucking them big titty wives, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. That 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 I found I found some character motivation frustrating in that. But uh, so the final scene, I, I just felt. I, I think listening to you talk. I guess the easy word is just pacing. Felt like oh. the pacing was odd. Like here we are in this crazy introduction. You have Dracula. You have all this sexy shit going on. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it just died. Like forty minutes in, I was like, "Fuck, damn!" Like just because it suddenly turns into, and then you have the you know Dracula courting Winona Ryder and the romantic aspects, and I just didn't. I don't. I don't know. Like seeing Dracula. I don't know. I, I don't think, know. I think when I was younger, I thought. 
Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I, I, I used to not like that aspect of like vampires, like the, the seduction. Yeah. I've just but, seen but when, it. But when it was just so horny this time, I was like, this tight, dog. I like this. I am not against the horniness, dog. I, that was that, that and the uh, upsetting, violent aspects were my two favorite. What do you know? My two favorite parts of the movie. But um, I don't know. I, I feel bad. I I'm, I'm definitely don't want to shit on it. I, I, let me tell I'm you. I'm going to watch it again awake. I, I think that's a good point. I should do that. But also, we did start this podcast with, I, I found the film fascinating. Like, I felt like it was comprehensive in its Dracula aspect. Hmm. I learned stuff about Dracula I didn't know. I didn't know that the see me joke from one of my favorite jokes in um, uh, What We Do in the Shadows, the film, uh, is from this movie. He's like, see me, see me. And she like looks over and sees him. Mm -hmm. Uh, In What We Do in the Shadows, he's like, see me. And then he. He hits the window and she looks, see me, because he's like lost his powers. You know what I'm talking about? I do. Like taps the window to Um, get like a a dog. That is fucking funny though. Oh, like I like how, like uh, I'm going to use Renfield as as an example of a film, a new movie with uh, Nicholas Holt and Nick Cage. They like make it a joke about like why he eats bugs. bugs, Yeah. And I liked how in Coppola's Dracula, it almost like he explains yeah. why he eats bugs. Definitely. That was another crazy part. All the uh, insane asylum shit. Like the guards are like wearing like the cages over there. That head. was cool. That but was I, gnarly. And everybody's getting like hosed. His uh, his acting, Renfield. I was like, oh shit, we're in a Tim Burton movie now. I think that was Tom Waits. Uh, like, Give me a kitten. Something playful. I can yeah. teach. I, I can eat. I was like, oh, this is Batman, uh, Tim Burton's Batman, or or uh, this is a scene from Nightmare Before Christmas. Fortunately, I did not feel like that. But I get what you're saying. It's not even necessarily a bad thing. I'm just right. saying that's what, it gave me Tim Burton energy. Um, but yeah, the filmmaking aspects, I also like, I thought it was gorgeous. Like, it was so pretty. I thought it was going to go somewhere with... Renfield's doctor shooting up heroin. I feel like that that plot doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, I I think ultimately for me, I was too tired and there was too many goddamn things going on. Mm. But I was happy to have seen it when I saw Last Voyage of the Demeter. And that was kind of like the whole purpose of this. Oh, and so that's another point I was going to make. I'm glad you said Demeter. How in the Demeter sequence in this, he's like ugly Dracula. But I feel like as he's attacking people and feeding on people, he's becoming younger Dracula. And I feel like we even see like different stages of him. So it's like, it makes sense to me and Demeter that they would um, show him as the monster because, you know, he hasn't yet turned into sexy Dracula. Yeah. 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 I mean, this movie made Dracula make sense to me. Again, I, I think my, the, this felt like more of an education for me than like an enjoyable film watching experience. It definitely so was that a chore a little bit. Okay. A little bit in, in, you know, it was kind of funny cause I was like, this is why I haven't seen this movie. Ouch. Because no, because it does not Ouch. appeal to me other than the sexy and, and violent aspects. I it's wish just we could get more of these auteur directors to make shit like absolutely this. that would be fire definitely like, like could you imagine I'm totally just bullshitting right now but like Christopher Nolan's Wolfman oh my God Christopher Nolan's anything close to horror duh like a yeah. serial killer movie mm. from him it'd be well it'd basically be Denny Villeneuve's Prisoners did you uh, it's pretty much the same thing did you see that 
David Fincher has a new movie coming out on Netflix. Yeah, The Killer. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Written by Andrew Kevin Walker? Yes. Holy shit, that's exciting. And it's not Mank. <laughs> and it's not Mank, which is Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman, yeah. Boy, that motherfucker, he's a chameleon. Yeah. Uh, I feel super bad because I was not super into the movie. But again, to me, it felt like more of an education. I liked it. I'd like to see I, it again. I, I feel like we're agreeing a lot here. Yeah, I do too. I really we, do too. We, we undervalued the film. For sure. We need to give it another chance. And now our eyes are awakened to Dracula. Yeah, I'd like to... If I saw it again, I, I'd i probably like it at least 30% more, which is quite a bit. And I had it at like 20%, so you know. No, I liked it probably 60. I liked it. I mean, it was cool. The, those opening scenes, da, are he, crazy. When he's like in the armor. I know. I and know. then when he's like... And then like what she, happens and then, to and him. She like jumps off the castle right, and shit. Right, and I was like, right. oh, fuck, this is cool. And then when he's like drinking the blood, I guess that's Jesus's blood. Okay, so that... So that was when I was thinking the Green Knight. All of that felt like mythic, right? And like, right. Uh, and then when he's like on horseback, like yeah. riding back to the castle, yes. I was like, "This is a ten for me." No, I'm telling you, it was, when this it started, is a ten. I was like, "This is fucking sick." And yeah. then it just evolved into like sitting around in like a Victorian castle, and I was like, "Eh, not okay. not Dracula's castle, whatever the fuck you would call where the people are." Right. That shit was just boring as fuck to me. But, uh, oh, and then, like, the transfusions, and we got to put blood in the chit. Like, uh, maybe I've seen too many. I'm not, I'm not joking. Maybe I've seen too many vampire movies. So to sit there and watch them try to put a transfusion, and, like, had I not been, like, had this been my first vampire experience, that would be really fun. But for me, it's like I've seen this so many times. Like, just get to the fucking thing. So I was a little bit, I wanted it to speed up. I feel like the only director who's down to do shit like this is Del Toro. Yeah, definitely. That's a great uh, comp. It's a good comp. Crimson Peak is very like similar to this. Not not the plot, but the gothic setting. Yes, yeah. Uh, Shape of Water is a good example yes. of that. Uh, Pacific Rim. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, that's a joke, though. I feel like those are fighting words, duh. Pacific Rim's cool, though. But I felt like you said it uh, mockingly. In a, go ahead. Continue. In a uh, disingenuous way. Uh, but unless you were like, ooh, Pacific Rim. Uprising. <laughs> <laughs> I like Pacific Rim. Yeah, me too. I like Godzilla 2014 like 30 times more. But tomato, tomato. Yeah. Uh, what else about Bra- I know we're done, but what else about Bram Stoker's track? I mean, for Winona me, Ryder being sexy as fuck and the whole thing absolutely was my favorite part of the movie. I, I guess for me... And then those women eating that baby. Yes. I guess for me, even though I need to give it a second chance, it's iconic. Definitely. It's this was iconic before I'd even seen the film. I can remember seeing this fucking VHS cover art at Hastings. Yes. Where it's like the gothic stone yep. creature yep. snarling. And then just the look of Dracula, like the old Dracula, maybe because it was like spoofed, but with the hair yeah. on, on top I used of his to, head. Um, so like obviously I went to Hastings all the time as a kid. But I used to spend, I've told this story, hours. Like when we would go to Albertsons so for my mom to get groceries, uh, I would leave her and go straight to the, they had this little video rental spot. Mm-hmm. And again, yes, I went to Hastings all the time as a kid. That was our video rental store. But I got to spend the most time as a kid because mm-hmm. they were getting groceries. So I'd go in there by myself to this little video rental area at our grocery store. 
I remember being scared of that Dracula cover. I was like afraid to go into the horror. Yeah. Like it yeah. was in the back wall. Do you remember that? Like yes. if you walked, if you were uh, staring yes. straight at it, it was back to the left. Yes. And I remember like I could just like peek and there was like the Friday 8 cover and I was like, oh shit. I used to look at the uh, uh, Child's Play cover and then the, uh, believe it or not. Now remember, I'm a kid. Uh, the Scream covers. Like, because mm-hmm. I didn't really understand what Scream was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then child's play used to scare me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I remember seeing that Dracula cover forever. So, I mean, what you're saying is like kind of, I was using the word, it felt like it was educational. Right. And, uh, for that like aspect, uh, it definitely was worth it. This little experience. And I do want to see, I bought the 4k for me this. Too. Uh, and, and the 4k is incredible looking. That's what way. I've heard. I heard it. It's nice looking. You didn't watch it. I watched the blue. Why? Because I don't have that TV set up yet. But you could watch the 4K and it would be it would look better. It'd be the new scan and everything. Even if I watched it on a 1080p TV, yeah, yeah, because it's the scan. Let me ask you this though: You're watching you pro- that Blu-ray was probably made in fucking 2010. I think it kind of adds to the griminess, the grittiness of the film. It, the, the 4K is very gritty. Let me ask it, you this: Because that's built into the film. But go ahead, Eric. Let me ask you this: I'm a fucking idiot. Yes, so am I. And so I got this 4K TV. 4K TV. And I hooked up my Xbox to it. You hooked up his Xbox. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's basically how I sound. And like, I didn't realize until like a day after I had it, I had to go into the settings on Xbox and set it to, to 4K. Yikes. So what I'm getting at is my TV in the front room with my X, that's probably set to... 1080p, right? So is it still going to look good? Yes. Can I? Do you want me to explain? I do, but one more example. Because I fucking watched the Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City, the 4K, and it looked like fucking shit. And the I movie thought, looks like shit. And I thought, oh, it's probably just because I'm watching it on a, a an old TV. That was my guess. Okay. What you? That's kind of interesting what you're getting. I don't know about that. But all I can say is like with a 4K disc, especially from Scream Factory, let's say you bought the 4K copy of the thing. Uh, they didn't do a 4K copy of the thing. That was a bad example. Re- Return of the Living Dead. Okay. Now, some of their releases, uh, they'll so they'll do a 4K disc on a Blu-ray in, the, in one case. Some of their releases, they'll just, the Blu-ray will be uh, recycled from their previous release. Okay. And the 4K disc is the only one that has the new 4K scan of the original camera negative. I'm following. So in that case, and I don't know about Dracula, I'll look into it now that you've told me this, um, that could be Sony's, because I think it's a Sony movie? I don't Columbia, know. yeah. Yeah, Columbia, yeah. TriStar. Um, Which is interesting. That wasn't universal. Continue. That is weird. Um they could have recycled their old Blu-ray from whenever fucking Bram Stoker, Stoker's Dracula was out previously. And the 4K disc is the only new disc in there. That happens a lot. Okay. The 4K disc. Why would you watch that? Yes. Because it has the new On an old on TV. It. So all you're doing is reducing the size of the resolution. But the, the information... <laughs> Fuck. Here we go, guys. Keep going. The information on the disc is still there. So okay. your... Xbox in this case is spinning and reading a disc at 70 megabits per second, which is higher than a Blu-ray. Yes. So it's more bit rate, which is more information of the scan. So more film is inside that disc. Mm. 
all you're doing is scaling down a 2160p image to a 1080p 1080. image, but that detail is still there. Your TV will not resolve it in 4K, so you'll lose some detail, but it will be more detailed than the old 1080p disc. Okay. I guess I was just so turned off by Welcome to Raccoon City. I thought I thought I I thought I did something wrong. Yeah, that's that, how bad that movie looked to me. That has that's weird because it because it definitely is not. It shouldn't. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, that movie kind of looks like shit to begin with. I thought I was like cheating, like, oh, I'm gonna watch a 4K disc on a 1080p TV, and then no. I was like, oh, this is what I get because this is terrible. No, you should definitely be watching those 4K discs. Uh, and maybe something's I'm not, I'm not maybe something's wrong then like a setting or something because that no. that should not be the case. Well, um, Doc, I'll try again for you and I'll give you the uh, the answer next time we record. I mean, okay, this is too long. Okay, but the same goes for video games. So, like, if you hook up your Xbox Series X to uh, which it currently is, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, your Series X is not rendering that game at 1080p. It is rendering that game at 4K resolution and then scaling down the video, right? The image hmm. to 1080p output to you. So there's something called upscaling. So there, this, this goes both ways. If you put a Blu-ray in on a 4K TV, it upscales that Blu-ray to a 4K resolution. So it essentially doubles it. Can't really tell. The same thing happens the other way. So if it's a 4K image, all it does is downscale it to a lower resolution. Like you can set your TV to 720p, but you have a 1080p TV, mm-hmm. right? But it would just downscale it again to 720p. So like, whew, uh, definitely I, be watching the 4K image. When I was when I played through the new God of War, I was like, this looks amazing. And my thought was like, this can look even better. Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. Because essentially you'd be getting a slightly blurry version because you're not seeing native 4K, you're seeing a 4K image scaled down to 1080. So it should look great. And now I'm about to lose all credibility. I usually just watch with the digital code. You don't even watch the discs anymore? Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm a crazy person. Listen, I understand that. Like, I'm but, not, but I like, always I, feel like it's because I'm not watching on a 4K TV. It's fine. But, uh, but it, I, I understand. I just barely learned that when you buy a Blu-ray, it comes with the high definition Blu-ray copy, but if you buy a 4K, damn, nice catch, nice like Spider-Man. Out I here fucking now. caught my fucking liquid death can. But if you buy a 4K disc, the digital code is the 4K. I did. I just barely fucking learned that, dog. Yeah. I have more like just thinking through what you're talking about. Like when you're watching Netflix, it's probably scaling at 4K down to 1080p. Like you're already watching 4K content. You probably don't even know it. I'm I I was this close to turning on Nope the other day in my bedroom. Oh, I was like, damn, nope I want to see so how pretty down. this looks. So here's my only concern. But I work all the goddamn time. You bought an LG C2, right? Yes. OLED. Um, yeah. Uh, Wes bought one as well, and there was a lot of settings to change out of the box. Really? So I either me or you can have your 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 real friends come over, whatever. Uh, you can change a few settings when you turn that TV on. One of them is a brightness setting. That TV has a brightness limiter out of the box because they don't want you to have burn in, but they just do that for their warranty. So you need to like turn that off. So he, Eric bought a new OLED TV. So you need like, there's a few settings you need to turn off. I watched a YouTube video. um, Oh yeah. Of what I should turn on, turn off. And uh, you did that. I guess the one I watched 
wasn't very informative because I felt like there wasn't a lot for me to change based on this video that I watched. I can't remember what it's called. There, it probably was in there. It was called uh, "Fuck." It's like it's not power saving. It's uh, pixel me, peak pixel brightness limit or something. Hmm. I don't know. Okay, but you can have me over, but you don't have people at your house, so we'll never do that. And on that, touching Gloria, the, touching the remote and, and touching. Oh, Maybe you'll have to take a shit. Touching you, Don. <laughs> Be, never mind. What if I took a shit at your house? Like, would you just burn I, it down? I, I just remember one time your brother took a shit at my house. <laughs> I remember that. Uh, it wasn't you. It was ben P. Yeah. Why do you remember that? <laughs> did you have to, like, clean the, I'm sure the I did. bathroom for, like, uh, you should probably just here, burn here, the house to the ground. Here's the thing. I'm crazy. And so, like, I will clean when I, I have people over. I just explained to you. Uh, I just want to be clear. I know I'm, like, particular about this, like, tech and resolution shit. So, make fun of me. But I'm self-aware enough to know, like, everything I just said is fucking lame. Eric, go ahead. Tell your story. When I would, when I, you know, I do clean when I have people over. Um, and it would be, like, too much. Like, like, I don't need to use this amount. Right. And I've recently kind of like learned that. You've scaled that back. So, a bit. so what I'm getting at is like, if you came over and took a shit, I would clean the toilet, but I wouldn't be like excessive about it. I would do like the normal cleaning toilet sure. amount. Sure. Well, and as Eric knows, I don't clean my toilet. So, and I just destroyed it. Yeah. I just added to that. Yeah, you, it, it's a, it's a patina. What What's I, that called when you uh, season? Yeah, you season like. What a, the fuck is this episode? <laughs> What the What's fuck funny is, is I told Eric like I was like, "Hey, just so you know, we're just gonna like bullshit and ramble, yeah. like." Uh, but you know, the, hey. that's what you should call this episode—the bullshit <laughs> rambling episode. If you made it here, uh, tweet us or yeah. comment or send us a message on Instagram and let us know that you've made it through the bullshit and ramble episode. Yeah. What should we watch next? Yeah. So it's you know it's good. obviously Eric and I don't know, so this is gonna get a little weird. What should we do next? Uh, well, I guess we have Exorcist in about a month we and have, Saw Saw Ten Saw X. We haven't done a list in a long time. I know. Well, we but is that just kind of time consuming? No, the problem is we did a lot of them. We did our all uh, our fucking. There's so much bullshit out there. We could still oh, do. Oh, I know. But my point is, we did so all like the marquee matches. Bullshit. Bullshit out the ass. Let's bullshit and we'll end. Okay. What about, yeah, what about, oh, yeah, that's what it was. Sorry, everybody out there. Oh, no. Eric asked, this is the end of the pod, uh, about the Exorcist trailer. I kept calling it a trilogy, but yes. Well, it is going to be a trilogy. Um, we talked about it, I feel like, uh, on the way to. I love those freeze frames that were in the trailer. Those are, those are the best part of the trailer. Yeah. My thoughts? What's here? This is it. That was what I thought. Oh. It, I think it looks fucking cool. Yeah, I love that David Gordon, David. Gordon Green is back. Uh, I love those three Halloween movies that everybody hates, apparently. Um, so I'm very excited, like on a film level. But uh, I don't know, something about the fact that it's Exorcist, uh, I felt underwhelmed by like, it's just girls in a house. And okay. It's just girls in a house. Girls. I know you're going to say, well, isn't that what house. The Exorcist is? Not really. Like it has all that shit in Rome or whatever the fuck. R.I.P. William Friedkin. Yeah, like um, The Exorcist is like this like weirdly expansive movie about like the Catholic Church and like those priests and shit. And this like I don't know, it felt small. This so my what interesting you say that I feel like they're going big with having two possessed children. And I'm not all that looks cool, and I think the film looks really cool. 
man, I feel like I've been negative on this episode. I don't know. Something about the trailer just kind of was like, oh, it's just a possession movie. That's mm-hmm. it. Uh, okay. And again, you might think, well, isn't that what The Exorcist is? Yeah, but The Exorcist is like, the way it's shot is because it's Friedkin. It's like very classical and uh, very, it look, every frame of that film is like a painting of The Exorcist. Like you could make a painting of any frame of that movie. And this was like more just modern <laughs> possession filmmaking. You know, does that make I mean, any they're, sense they're to you? They're two wildly different filmmakers. Definitely. And, and Green. Yeah, that's true. But you know what I fucking love about Green? Um, His role in uh, Bones and All? The unbearable weight of massive talent? Um, <sighs> so I rewatched Halloween Ends back in July. Yeah. And it was the first time I had seen it since October of last year. And in between October and July of this year, I watched two other David Gordon Green films. I watched his directorial debut, George Washington. And I watched the incredible um, Ty Sheridan and Nicolas Cage film, Joe. And what David Gordon Green is so good at is bringing this depressive setting to rural America. And I just really finally like noticed that he did that specifically with Halloween ends. Yeah. And so watching these two other films from him made me appreciate ends even more. And I hope the exorcist has something similar. Yeah. And I could see it just from the trailer. I could see it being down that, but it, I guess I know I already kind of said this phrase, but my first thought was really, Oh, it's, he shot it just like Halloween 2018. Um, like the film looks like Halloween 2018. How about this? And and that just, I thought that here's, I guess my thing was, okay, you made three Halloween movies, but these just look like that. I thought they would have a different style and it does not. It looks like the exact same style from those three films. How about this? And it's going to sound like I'm shit talking, but I'm not shit talking. Uh, three films that I absolutely love, by the way. At least there's not a Danny McBride writing credit but, on that first episode. But he was good. They were good. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, I'm looking forward to a serious tone. Halloween and The Exorcist are night and day, dog. Okay. You're adding on to what I'm saying. Okay. They are just so different. And I felt like, oh, it's just Halloween 2018. Like, I'm talking about the filmmaking. This is the problem. I get into this a lot, where if I uh, criticize, like, a film or something, and I don't say specifically what I mean, it's like, well, no, it's a possession movie. How would it be similar to... I'm like, no, the, the way it's shot, like the colors. Like I saw blue and I saw like, uh, gosh, this is going to sound like bullshit. But he shoots everything super dark with a little bit of fill light and like modern lenses, modern filmmaking. Like, I don't know how to explain it. It looked like Halloween 2018, like physically. And I was like, really? He just, that is not what The Exorcist is. Now, I'm not being a purist. I'll like whatever he makes because I loved his three Halloween movies. It surprised me. Like, I was like, ooh, what's what's The Exorcist sequel going to look like? Mm. It looks like Halloween 2018. Okay. So I was kind of just surprised by that. I think it looks cool. 
I, I let me just say this right now. I'm going to love it. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to love that movie. It just surprised me. Mm. You wanted something different. At least looking <sighs> yeah. different. And I told you I feel like the best example of like The Exorcist, which is not a similar... Again, here we go. It's about vampires, not possession. I felt like the best representation of like what The Exorcist was was like uh, all that shit in Midnight Mass. Like where, oh yeah, where like he like find I can't say all of it finds that creature in the fucking cave in Rome or wherever the fuck he's at Egypt right. or some shit. Right, it's been a while. Incredible film series. Oh, so good. Uh, I guess let's wrap up. But I got one final question for you. Saw ten. What did Wes think of Demeter? He liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. Yeah, because I kind of prepared him. He's like, <laughs> we got like halfway to Roswell, and he goes, so what movie are we seeing? Because <laughs> Wes will just go, you know, shout He's out to Wes. To hang out. He'll just go with me, you know, which is cool. And I was like, <sighs> I looked at him, you know, put my hands out. I was like, it's Dracula on a boat. Because <laughs> that's what it is. And uh, yeah, he thought it was, I mean, I remember he was like, yeah, that was really sick. So, I mean, I don't know if he like loved it, but he he liked it. Uh, we kind of left like, fuck yeah, that was badass. That's how I felt after Demeter. So I, I really hope you like it. I can't wait to, to see it. Again, this whole episode was sort of designed to be a vampire episode. To, well, honestly, like in my mind, I was like, we'll review Last Voyage of the Demeter, uh-huh. but we'll, but we'll, it'll be like titled, Dracula. you know, it'll, it'll be disguised as a Bram Stoker's Dracula episode. But really, it's just a review of Last Voyage of the Demeter. Right. And then we didn't get it, and Eric didn't have the drive to go see it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I had to fucking work when you asked me to go, Doc. I and I didn't want to go on a Sunday. The fact that you haven't had days off, Doc, you're fucked. Yeah, I'm Duh. Okay and, Doc, it's September in a few days, which means Christmas is right around the corner. Your boy is going to be in the worst shape ever if we don't staff up between now and November. Pick him up. Mm-hmm. I got a question for you. Okay. Will we do an episode before December? I think we will, Doc. I just this, give me a topic. Well, we can review Exorcist. Oh, the, da, let's rank the Exorcist films. Boom. Rank the Exorcist films and review Exorcist Believer? So I've got until now, until October Is it 13th? Believer? Is that the first one? It's Don't Stop Believing. Hold, Hold on, on to, to that, that feeling. feeling. Yes, I think it's he, called Believer. Here comes Pazuzu. Whoa. Whoa. Yep. I think it's called Believer. All right, Doc. That's it. I've never seen. <laughs> so I've, I've only seen one in three. Me too. I've Pick them up. I've only seen Exorcist and Exorcist 3. When does that, when does that new 4K come out? It's like September fifteenth. I have the uh, the Steelbook pre ordered from Best Buy. From Best Buy. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll rewatch Exorcist with that 4K disc. Now let me ask you this: Got the chills? Are we gonna watch both cuts? I think it's Exorcist two, right? Isn't it Dominion? It's two different filmmakers, isn't it? But it's like the same movie. It's Rennie Harlan, isn't it? Rennie Harlan Rennie and Harlan uh, is one of them. I don't know who the other person is. It's like fucking Kenneth Bragner or some bullshit. It's not Kenneth Branagh, is it? He's doing that uh, Haunting in Venice movie this year. Yeah, that kind of looks like shit. Yeah, so did fucking... uh, What movie was that last year? Enough wine to fill up the Nile. 
Oh, I guess you got to finally watch The Pope's Exorcist. It's on Netflix now. I'm not going to watch that, though. That means we got to watch bullshit-ass Heretic. <sighs> Why did we commit to this, Don? Okay, The Beginning is directed by Rennie Harlan. Correct. And Dominion. It's only four films. Paul Schrader? <laughs> okay. Paul, you, did you see Paul Schrader has a new film out? Okay. And it's on Tubi. Paul Schrader. So I'm not a Paul Schrader guy, but he made one of the most interesting and thought-provoking movies of the last 20 years. Was it first reformed, Paul Schrader? Yes. And that movie- Terrifying. Absolutely- uh, Are you ready? Okay. Paralyzing. That movie is terrifying. That's a paralyzing movie. That's the scariest non-horror film I've ever seen. The thing is, is when you hype it, and it's like, why? Because it's about- Well, no, no, no. Don't, Don't say it. Don't say the topic, because I didn't know when I saw First Reform what it was. Like I watched it with my mom, and I like had a pause it, and I was like, "This is fucked up. It's heavy." But don't don't say the topic, because if you haven't seen First Reformed, watch it. Eric, wildly relatable. I'll just <laughs> say that. On that note, and I'm not gonna. I, yeah, I'm not gonna say why you're saying that. I was talking about the child aspect. Okay, doc. Oh, no, I'm giving too much of First Reformed away. I know on that note. How's, how's Dana been, Doc? I haven't seen him in a minute. Really? Is he around? Is he still alive? He wanted us to hang out Saturday night, but uh, Andrew just wanted to sleep. And so about 10.45 p.m. Saturday night, I text Andrew. I'm like, hey, you want to play Halo? Um, Not me. No response. Well, you work. I don't ever know your work schedule. I try to remember like Keegan's off this week. Keegan's work. If I'm tweeting, I'm probably off. Okay. Uh, I'll remember that. Especially if I'm tweeting like uh, a death row record seltzer. I don't understand that. What's that about? Uh, We don't have time for that. Okay. And then (laughs) that motherfucker texts me back at 12, 15 a.m. Sorry, I was outside grilling. Motherfucker. Why are you outside grilling at midnight <laughs> that you can't answer your phone? That's to what Andy him? does, though. Yeah, Andrew's sleep schedule must be fucked. Speaking of Andrew, a different one. Shout out Andrew Sierra, and thanks for your podcast equipment. Uh, I hope you're listening. Uh, love you, buddy. And on that glorious note, uh, we love you all. Thank you so much. We hope you made it this far. Uh, I do promise, and I actually mean this, uh, there will be an episode quicker this time. I literally I did a little bit of globe trotting, da. I was on a little bit of a trek across the Caribbean. You know, I went to Haiti. I just don't want to buy Heretic. How am I going to watch Exorcist 2? You, you can't just rent it or fucking I guess that'd justwatch.com, da, or... I guess that's the reasonable thing to do, da. Go get a DVD, da. I know you fucking love DVDs. Exorcist 2, The Heretic, two ninety nine. Oh, Prime we video. don't have that kind of money, da. We're yeah. going to have to cancel the podcast. Maybe now. I'll like it. Who knows? Are you going to watch the Rennie Harlan one first? I'll just go in order. Okay. And then don't get mad at me if three ends up being my number one. Why would I? I don't know. I don't know if you're going to be some asshole purist like, oh, you don't got that well, first one. You don't have to know if I'm going to be. I am going to be an asshole purist, but uh, that's the role I play. Now, we play roles on this podcast. We do. Yeah. And on that note, we love you. We hope you're, you and your family are doing well. Follow us on all this stuff at Ghoul Squad FM, right, Eric? Go buy a shirt at T Public. Thank you. Yeah. 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 And, uh, or a onesie for your newborn. Pester us in about a month for that Exorcist review. <laughs> Eric just cringed. 
Let's see if I get this episode out before that movie comes out. Now, well, we're... you're about to start your days off in two days, so. And there I don't want to edit while I'm off. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't like to do chores while I'm off. Uh, hey, I don't blame you. Yeah. The, the I, case I do, in point, my dirty toilet. Done. I do chores either right before bed or right before uh, I leave for work. Yeah, I picture you doing chores in like a like a like a slutty maid outfit, like. Like dusting and stuff. I thought you were going to go more obvious than say like a decontamination suit or something. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I meant. Duh. That's what I really meant. Slutty maid is a weird thing to say. I know, Duh, but it just seemed funny. Like imagine, well, I don't want to, but maybe I do want to. On that note, we love you. Enjoy your life. We hope you and your family are doing well in this trying time. And uh, be careful uh, what you wish for. I don't know. I was just trying to be ominous. The the, the rambling episode. Can, can, can you come up with a... Eric, can you come up with an ominous sounding thing to end this episode with? Uh, don't look under the bed. Go watch First Reformed. Goodbye, everybody. 